Do VTubers like The Last of Us? And is Black Clover actually good again? Find out now on this episode of VA Podcast. Welcome to the online broadcast that brings discussions to the next level. Next level. You're listening to the VOB Podcast with your hosts, Bakoto, Osiris Imanu, Spikey, and your sexy senpai, Kyrie. This is the VOB Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hopefully, everyone's having a good day today listening to this. Welcome to another fine episode of the VOB Podcast, episode seven, right? We did six Friday, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. It is I, your wonderful co-host, Bacoho or Bacodo for some. <clears throat> that's that's and who I am. I, oh, 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 and I am uh, uh, Osiris uh, Imanu, the confused. The confused now, not the illustrious, not the inquisitive. You are a hoe, and you will be getting. Uh, I will be sending you a cease and desist in the mail. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and as you guys can tell, uh, yeah, no, the the other two aren't here with us today. No, no, no. This is um, what I like to call a little bit more of an exclusive episode, wouldn't you say, Aussie? That's right. I'm here uh, to discuss some things that only the High Council has knowledge of. Uh, yeah. The other two and the intern do not. Yep, that's true. Sean, Spikey, and uh, Kyrie. Yeah, I don't know if they really watched uh, any of anything that we've been. We're going to talk about today, which, if you guys can tell by the title, it's The Last of Us and Black Clover. But yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, we we. I mean, you you finished it like last week, right? Last of Us. Yeah, I finished it uh, when the episode aired last week. Yeah, yeah, and I, actually, right before we got on call, I just finished episode nine. <laughs> oh, let's go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my brain is still implanted with all this. Ah, uh, uh, but yeah. So, it's gonna be actually a Spotify. Uh, well, not Spotify, but a actual podcast episode. So, this won't be on Twitch. This won't be on uh, any, on YouTube. Actually, it's just gonna be on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms that we do. So, hey, if you're listening to this, congratulations. You're you you you're special today. That's right. You're special to us. Yes, to us, to always us, to us. <laughs> no, but yeah, so uh, if you guys don't know, head on over to uh, twitch.tv forward slash Bob Podcast, and uh, you guys can always catch us there if you want to watch most of our episodes. But I feel like, you know, we're going to try to make like a lot of exclusive episodes. Not a lot, but, you know, try to make more because got to got to give incentive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're planning on doing this uh, a little more consistently. You guys will see it over here um wherever here is once this is uploaded yeah wherever here is right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah without further ado let's get started with this so honestly i want to hear your your take on all of this first like like last of us have you ever played the games i have dabbled in the games i haven't played them tip to tip but i have uh deep dived into the cuts so i have watched the full game i, I know what it's about Okay, so you've uh, never played, but you've watched the cutscenes. Yeah, and I had done that a long, long time ago, and I remember loving it. I really, really did. Um, right? I have to say, though, from what <laughs> I remember, at least, okay, and from mm -hmm. the scenes that I rewatched online to compare to the show, mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's really, first of all, official, we could say the video game curse is broken. Uh, yes, we got Arcane, 100%. Sonic, we got this. I think the video game curse is a hundred percent broken, 
And oh. not only is it broken, uh-huh. I think this is actually better than the source material. 100% right with you, brother. Uh, yeah, no. Um, firstly, I remember playing it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much of it, but I remember like the key points of the game. So, you yeah. know, so most of this was like really nice to see, but I agree with you. Video game curse, I feel like it's starting to be a thing of the past, you know. Like you said, Arcane, a phenomenal show. Honestly, that was a really good show when we watched it. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the best we... in my opinion at the time. Yes, dude, like the animation, the story, the music, just everything about it was so well done. And I think it just shows you that like, uh, you know, media or I guess studios should just give us, you know, creative freedom to like make these things. Because then, you know, if you give it to the right uh, people who care about it, the project's actually going to do well. And that's what you kind of start seeing with like a bunch of these new, I- like not new IPs, but, you know, these video game IPs that get transferred onto the big screen. Mm-hmm, yeah yeah 100 percent. actually it was a big scare believe yeah. it or not uh for the last of us that it wouldn't be written well reason being uh mm-hmm. one of the uh writers for the last of us that wasn't you know because the main the writers for the actual game worked on it as well right mm-hmm. uh right one of the writers that wasn't that didn't work on the game said that they actually um never played the game and were uninterested in playing the game. And so it was actually, uh, even Moist Critical had made a video about it. They were scared for a long time that this would actually be a really bad rendition like Halo. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, you, you just awoke an old memory that I suppressed. <laughs> and that is Halo. Yeah, we all tried to suppress that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, who didn't love seeing the Chevy scene in there, right? The actual Chevy oh. truck in there in, in a future era or whatever that was that was that was the most probably that was the most egregious adaptation i've seen probably the worst video game adaptation i've ever seen oh 100 percent, 100 percent. which one was it there was um when halo 5 was coming out there was actually this uh like not spin-off but like kind of like a, a like a tv like a five episode tv show that halo made that revolved around agent Locke, who was like the other protagonists you played throughout Halo 5. And yeah. it was like his story of like how he became like a Spartan and stuff, if I recall right. And I got to yeah. tell you, I remember watching that for five episodes. It was actually really well done and had so much well, like it was actually well produced. So, you know, comparing that to like the Halo show we got, I, I don't know. It kind of hurts me. kind of hurts me to see how, how fall, you know, how mighty the fallen has fallen. Yeah, that's totally that sentence right there. Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, totally, totally. <laughs> what I'm, what I think actually, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you mm-hmm. remember um, Halo Forward Unto Dawn? Yes, yes, yes. The movie, right? Where um, it was just, like focusing on the Spartan kids, right? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a movie. It was actually broken down into a TV series. So it was like twenty minute segments. I think. was it twenty or minute fifteen segment? minute. Yeah, it was actually uh, not a movie. I think it was uh, it was a pre-order release with Halo 4 that you got with like the deluxe edition or something like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I actually thought that was better than the uh, the Lock series. I really enjoyed that. And Master Chief appeared in that as well. He and he was fantastic. At the end, right? Yep, right at the end. That's how Master Chief should appear, like that. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, like I think yeah. those two, they weren't they, I, they weren't enough to break the video game curse. They were still really not great. The actors weren't good. But no. juxtapose that with The Last of Us. It's right? just it blows this stuff out of the water on it, every level. It really does, and I definitely get you, right? When you have some writers not interested, that really does bring a lot of speculation onto like the overarching quality of the story's writing. Which yeah, safe to say, you know, um, without getting too far into spoilers, because we'll we'll spoil this in, in a little bit, but without getting too much into spoilers, I feel like they they did a good job adapting the story and then incorporating, you know, a bunch of newer stuff and some stuff that was altered from the game. And I think they did a yeah. good job doing that, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they did a really, really good job. I, I watched this video essay about why The Last of Us, the TV show, is so good and is actually better than the games. And it's because it does something that most TV adaptations that do adapt video games do and do terribly, which is that they dared to break off from the source material. Yeah. Right? Uh, normally, a TV show does this, it's instantly destroyed, right? Like Halo. Mm -hmm. you know, adding to the Master Chief that he's now having sex with uh, war criminals and, uh, you know, enemies of the state. <laughs> uh, you it, know, it's, it's it, this, that's stupid, you see? That's yeah. a bad change. But the... Cause that's out, and the reason it's bad is because it's out of line from uh master chief's character and it brings it to like such a polar opposite it's such an adjacent from what master chief would actually do in that situation that it just completely brings you out right 100 the last dude. of us though these like changes that they made not only added to the story and contributed to the story mm -hmm. but they felt they felt like this is just it didn't feel like this wasn't joel i was watching for example or ellie this was like an expansion on joel and ellie it really it really you know? was it really was because i mean Going back to what I was saying earlier, they added a few, like, I want to say big changes. I, I like to say minor changes, you know. I mean, unless I'm missing some stuff from long ago. But for the most part, they added and changed a lot of, like, a few stuff that really expanded more on their character, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, definitely get you. And, and that's something that I wish, like, a lot of companies would try to do is try not to stray off from it if if it's clearly not going to be a good idea right because I, I don't know why they do that why they got to like add a big old spin to it or change it up when you I know the source material you. still is good yeah yeah tell i could tell, tell you me. right tell and me. i'm going to use halo as an example again right? all right, because all right, it's just right. such the picture perfect example of this okay? <laughs> you had first of all writers that never played the game they self-admit they self-reported we don't like the game story we never played it okay and Dude. you have this character now right master chief and if you even analyze the game, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Master Chief is really a self-insert character. Okay? Up Meaning until 4, he but himself, yeah. Up until 4, yes, right? He, and 4 is where really the series starts going down, right? Mm -hmm. um, Story-wise, at least. Not gameplay-wise. Um, he's a self-insert character, which means, by definition, he doesn't have very much personality. It's the same it, thing with, like, Revan in uh knights of the old republic or uh the doom slayer in the doom games he, they don't have very much personality to them right it's uh, true. because you're supposed to be able to put yourself in there you're you're, you're living vicarious vicariously through them when you're playing the game right yeah yeah so when a writer picks up this script or this game and looks at the premise they see essentially a blank character right mm -hmm. how do you make a blank character like this compelling 
Now you could say, well, the games made him compelling. You know, I was super invested when I was playing. Well, yeah, of course you were. It's a self-insert character and you're invested because you are Master Chief when you're playing the games, right? Like yeah. you are experiencing what he's experiencing. You're fighting what he's fighting. And so Master Chief is you. That's why you're so connected to him. That's why even by the fourth one, right? When he starts diverging from the audience and has his own character, you're still rooting for him because for three games, I was Master Chief. That was me, right? Yeah, exactly. You can sympathize with him. Mm -hmm. But when you're writing a TV show or a movie, yeah, you can't do that, right? You can't do that when you write a TV show or a movie because the character isn't the self-insert character. They have to be of their own accord a compelling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so when the go on. continue. No, no, you sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I'm sorry. You go on, go on, go on. Okay, okay. So, so what these writers do is they take this character, right? Mm -hmm. They completely ignore any like inverse explanations for why they're like this or their backstory. You know, the little backstory we do get, mm -hmm. uh, and they write a character that they think is compelling, right? So, Master Chief. They look at Master Chief. He's this helmeted individual that does that's like uh, sociopathic. He doesn't show any emotion, right? Right. His only connection seems to be to this like AI that he has, Cortana. Right? Yeah. So they, they, these guys look at this and they say, we can't have a character that never removes their helmet because then the actor can't show emotion, right? We can't have a character whose only connection is to a robot because, well, then it's not compelling. You know, there's no, it's basically, it has to do with the emotions and the portrayal of the emotions of Master Chief, right? Yeah. And they can't. They they fail to see like perfect examples like Vader, where Vader yeah. never removed his helmet for basically three movies, and, and we, he was yeah, pretty compelling. He, he was a very compelling character. I would argue that his most emotional scenes are with his helmet on, right, with body language and stuff like that. But yeah. that's like besides the point. These guys, uh, these guys try to write a compelling character or a, com a character they think will be compelling. At mm -hmm. the cost of the source material, because they think, well, there's not really much here for me to work with. But mm -hmm. in actuality, what they should be doing is just taking that source material, the character that's already built up, and expanding upon that, not betraying it. And that's what The Last of Us, I think, does really well. Though, to be fair to The Last of Us, they, the story for The Last of Us has always been critically acclaimed, right? The acting it, it, it has always been has critically been. acclaimed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They have a really good foundation with which to work. But yeah. they took that foundation. They didn't disregard it. And they expanded upon it, which is exactly what every story writer, I think, should do when converting a uh, story from one medium to another. You have to play on the powers of that medium rather than 100%. try to like completely reconstruct the story. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. You know, it's like you said with Master Chief, you know, like they, they really goofed him up. And I, I just don't understand how they can think like, you know, you don't need to show, you know, the person's face and all that to like convey emotion. Because another example, right, you could say, right, is like, who was it? It's like Spider-Man, right? You know, depending yeah. on on the one you want to depict, right? All of them are pretty compelling in their own right because of their character. And at the end of the day, right, they're also pretty compelling be while they wear the, cert the suit. They don't have to take off their mask to, like, convey the emotions. Especially mm -hmm. Andrew Spider-Man, which, if you noticed, when he, like, plays Spider-Man, he's very expressive with, like, the way he, like, moves and all that. So that just, like, adds another depth to character without having to display, um, you know, a face. And mm -hmm. you can somewhat say the same with, like, Mandalorian, right? Because first season was really good when when it came to, you know, showing the Mandalorian himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, again, you know, 
I know we're just about Last of Us, but just talking about Halo real quick, it's just it just shows you, right? It's like give give it to the right people who who not necessarily don't care about it, but like give it to the people that that will be able to make a good story out of it, and you can watch out a show really. Uh, what's the word? The show can be really well done and well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. It's really a matter of keeping the what people loved about it and mm-hmm. converting that to play the powers of that series. Uh, another like excellent example from the show. I- I'll spoil the first episode slightly over here. All right. Oh, let's go into spoilers, prob- bro. It's all good. Go- all right, then we can go into spoilers. The first episode, okay? Yep. Something that was way different from the game to the um to the show, right? Is that scene where Ellie, um, uh, Tess, and mm-hmm. Joel are escaping outside of the QZ, right? They're leaving the QZ and they get caught. Yeah. Okay. There's two things different that the show did than the game. Well, there's a few things, but two main things different. Okay. First yeah, yeah. of all, they gave Joel a PTSD flashback. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was really, really good writing. That and that's a, it really a, is. A, a good change because it shows how deeply he was affected by the death of his daughter in the uh, earlier in that episode. Right? Yeah, actually, actually, before we even go forward, the one mm-hmm. big difference that I immediately noticed, which I really love that they did, was the actual beginning of the show. Okay. Right, and I'm not talking about the doctor explaining about the fun guy and you know how we should fear it. I'm talking about Sarah, too, you know, Joel's daughter. You know, her mm-hmm. introduction was extended longer in the TV show compared to the game. True. And if you play the game, you, it just adds more. You know, it just adds more. And and even if you don't play the game, I really enjoy it because it shows like who she is and what she's doing and like it just sets up everything around you right like i like that like the beginning was a little slow but i think it pays off at the end right because like you know midway through you see what happens and it just i I think it did a really well job doing that you know compared to the game that's where i think like Mm -hmm. the show does a lot better than the game okay all right, yeah, that yeah, I, you're completely right about that. Uh, they take, and this is not the first example of this, right? We could mm-hmm. talk about episode, I believe it's episode three, where they talk, where they show Bill um, and Frank. Bill and Frank, right? They, they, that, oh, that's yeah. a, a big expansion from the. Um, it's it's not even an expansion. It's a whole different. Uh, that's one of the biggest changes they've done for the for the game, which I really enjoy. But uh, what were you talking? But um, what were you saying about the? Um, when they were the first like first episode, yeah, like the PTSD portion. Okay, yeah. So the PTSD portion, I thought that was an excellent addition. It really showcased how deeply wounded he was by his daughter's death, and yeah. how it still has lingering effects besides him just being, you know, emotionless, and cold. Like he still, it showed that Joel still carries those emotions with him, rather than he's just this like heartless guy now that's willing to do whatever. Right. That was the yeah, first just... thing they changed. Right. Yeah, uh, it gives this... more uh, more emphasis on why he is why you know why he is and exactly, how he like acts it. and all that exactly exactly the second thing they changed it was a small change but it's an important one because it shows the difference between the two me- mediums a game versus a uh, tv series okay yeah um inside the game joel does still kill the guard okay yeah however he leaves the guard's gun on the floor okay mm-hmm. And despite only having a pistol with him, okay? The reason they did this is because, well, here they decide to sacrifice story a bit for gameplay, as they should inside of a video game, all right? 
because yeah. what would make sense, right? He's walking around with a pistol. Of course, you'd pick up the M16, right? Yeah, but makes sense. That's one of the better guns in the game. If you had started the game with like one of the best guns, the gameplay would be super boring, right? It really like, part would. of the gameplay was is building up your guns, right? Yeah. Part of the gameplay is is like getting upgrades and uh, like building up your arsenal so that by the end game you're like ready for that big firefly fight. <laughs> right. But yeah, inside the game, so inside the game it wouldn't make sense for him to grab one of the best guns in the game and just walk away. That yeah, wouldn't it, make it, sense. That that would doesn't. sacrifice the gameplay. But in real life, of course he'd pick up the gun, which is actually it's a small detail, but that's exactly what he does inside the TV show. He yeah, kills yeah, the he guard and then he picks up his his M16. That's one of those things that it's like a quality of life change between the game and the uh, TV series. In the TV series, they don't have to worry about gameplay. They don't no, have they to don't. worry about fun like user experience or player experience or mm-hmm. repeatability or anything like that. You just have to do what makes sense. So of course, you know, picking up the gun that makes sense. I thought that was a really really excellent detail and a small change between the game and the show and it shows the show writers care for attention and how they're like really masters of converting from the uh from the game to between the game and film Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i really did enjoy seeing that part as well just because you know it's the most like realistic approach that anyone would do and and i love that you mentioned that like that's the difference between a game and and a tv show is that you know this is a TV show, so I really enjoy that because it just allows you to just enjoy the story instead of having to feel like immersed in a video game, right? Which, I mean, yeah. of course, both two different mediums, but I mean, when you're watching a TV show, right, you don't want it to feel like like a whole gameplay experience, right? By adding all yeah. these kind of things that the game that the game did, but um, no, so it did a really nice job on doing that, especially you know going forward with like all the other episodes. I I really did enjoy that that they just you know. They, they got, like, the story, you know, from point A to point B, you know, on each episode. And and that's one thing I got to tell you that I really enjoyed from each episode. It, it felt like it was going to end at one point. But then when you look at the time, you still have, like, another whole 15 minutes left on the, on the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I... Except for the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit mixed. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. When you told me about it, I, I got to say, the way it ended pretty anticlimactic mm-hmm. yeah i was um i was kind of i don't know if disappointed is the word i was i was there i was at the edge of my seat i walked into this not knowing all right mm-hmm. that uh this was the shortest episode in the series and it is the shortest i believe it's only 43 minutes the run it's 43 so if we're looking at all the episodes i think it's four minutes shorter than episode two which is 47 yeah and the rest of them there's they're in the 50s too right yeah, yeah. So I think episode one and episode three are the longest episodes. Episode one being an hour and I don't remember. I think it's like 70 minutes in total. And then episode um, uh, three being close to like an hour and 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the rest were like 59 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I wasn't ready for the shock of a 43 minute episode. Uh, and I just felt like there was a lot more of The Last of Us for them to show at the end of that episode. I Honestly, I've been sitting with this for a week, right? You've just finished it, but I've been sitting with this for a week. I right. still don't know what I wanted to see. 
Mm. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been pondering what more could they have done, you know? Like, right. it ended when it ended, and I was like, I felt like I wanted more, but I don't know what more I wanted. Like, I can't, I can't criticize it is how I feel. Like, I, right. I don't know if I was in their boots what more I would have added. Maybe right. a scene of them getting to town safely, but, like, the suspense of it just ending on okay was, you know, that was good, too. I just, I just, I don't know what more they should have added. I don't know yeah. what more they could have added. I don't know what more I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. felt like it was so abrupt. I didn't expect it. I was, I scrolled through looking for an end credit scene. <laughs> and there was nothing, right? There was nothing, yeah. So, honestly, I, 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 when, I, when I finished the episode, like, not too long ago, I was thinking about it, too. Which, I, I probably am going to take the week to think about it further. But I'll tell you what I think could have probably made it a bit better, okay? Mm-hmm. If, one, it ended right as he like you know told her that like the fireflies died and they were killed by raiders and stuff you know mm-hmm. and then they just drove off you know and then that leaves it to like where the hell are they going now what's next for them instead of you know changing it to them hiking up and all that right i feel like that yeah. could have been one way that would have made it just a little bit better just because it leaves that what if question like what's next for them which have you played the second one or seen anything about it i i know the plot of the second one yeah Okay, so, you know, that would have, like, at least done a well transition to show, like, how season two would start, which apparently, I, there's, just take this with a grain of salt, but apparently mm-hmm. they're slowly going to work on season two. Yeah, I had heard that season two is going to be implemented in two seasons. Which I'm perfectly fine with that. I am really okay with that, which I think I could see what they can do with that one, but... If, for those of you who don't know, and if you guys don't mind spoilers, right? Uh, season two takes place, I think, five years after the first game. Well, not season mm-hmm. two, but Last of Us two takes place five years after the first one, and it's basically there. I think they're in Jackson, actually. I think they're stationed in Jackson in the game, which that brings up to my other point. Like another possibility they could have done is they could have teased that they were going back to Jackson, you know, to set up for like season two. Which mm-hmm. I don't think it would have done any more justice, but I think it would at least show more for like what's next up ahead, right? But then the other part that I one other way I feel like they could have done it was instead of Joel saying that he promises, it would have just cut off right before he said he promises when when um when Ellie was like asking, you know, if, if what he said is true and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, actually that. I think that would have been good too if they just ended right there. Yeah, because then, because if you guys don't know, eventually Joel tells her. He tells her the truth in the second game. And I'm not going to spoil any more than that, but like it doesn't go well, which it could have been a well done foreshadowing of like, hey, you know, we're not going to show you what he says, but what he, you know, this will, this will be foreshadowing of his choices later on in the, in the series, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, so I yeah. feel like th- those ways could have probably done a little bit more because I agree with you. The way they ended it, I was like, "That's it." Like, like, e- like they were so anticlimactic. I think that's like my biggest gripe about this series, um, or the show itself, is that it ended in such a nonchalant way after everything that happened on the last episode that it just it, it fumbled. Is, is the best way to say it. it fumbled at the very end. Yeah. Uh... I, I'm not sure if I could call it a fumble. Uh, I just, it ended literally as she said, okay, I thought this was a joke. When it, when it happened, yeah, I was like, yeah, what is, what's going on closed. here? Like, it, it just, it's credits, yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, like I said, I don't uh, know what more I would have added. I don't yeah. know what more I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else I could have wanted. It was just, it fell flat right there. I, I was like, okay, I guess this is over. I got up and I walked away. That, that's just how it ended. I, I wish there was more. I don't know what more they would have added. In fact, your idea of actually taking away and then just ending with that hanging question. Did you like? Did you tell me the truth? Yeah, like, I, just I follow the philosophy, right? Show more, say less, type of stuff, right? So I feel like if they just took away him saying that and then her saying okay, I I think it would have it would have still delivered the same impact as if she said okay and all that, because 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 I would imagine season two would start with them in the time skip, and it would be like they're doing well and all that, which still conveys of how she conveys her okay at the end of the season one yeah yeah so i agree with you last episode i gotta say it's good just the ending i wasn't a big fan of yeah i i'm with you on that the ending was definitely not as good as the rest of the show it did not live up to the rest of the show i was i was hoping i could say that i mean how could you not right like what did we have before episode nine Episode 8 with that creep. Oh my god. We're gonna... You know what we should talk about? Almost all the episodes in in depth. But um, before I even go further with that, I just want to say, like, you know, wrapping it back to, like, how we feel about, like, their direction with the show. I loved all Mm -hmm. of it. A lot of it was really stellar. I really do like like the dynamics of Ellie and Joel. I will say, though, while I do appreciate their their change on uh, Frank and Bill... Uh, I, I felt like it was also kind of unnecessary, the length of the episode, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not going to lie. It was filler. It it really was. Like, which one was it? Episode five, was it? With um Samuel and Henry? With right? Sam and Henry. That was good. Okay. 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 Bear with me. Okay. You know how mm. in, I think it was the beginning of episode five. Yeah. Episode five, it goes into their point of view of when they see Joel killing the, the, the dudes attacking them. Right. Mm-hmm. I love how they just, it go, it went to their point of view. Like it, it went back in time to, to like show who they are and all that real quick and catches up to the present time of the episode. And I feel like they could have done the exact same thing in episode three. Like, I, like it was a nice change that they gave us more depth to the characters because they were in the game. And for those of you who haven't played the game and are just listening or watching the TV show, um, in the game, you're with, I believe it's with Frank, right? Because he tags along with you. And eventually mm-hmm. when you get to the place, you know, Fr- uh, Frank's home, you find out Bill dies. And correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think I'm switching the names, the roles of Frank and Bill, but um, it, it, you find out that Frank kills himself because he finds out Bill dies and he's grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the game went. What I really enjoyed about the show is that they they did it differently. They showed who they were and you know how they grew together and then eventually they just off themselves together. It's a very more... It's a, it's a more melancholic way, I'd like to say. And... That was nice, but I feel like they could have they could have cut out a bunch of stuff, and it, it still would have done well. Yep, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. They could have cut out a lot of stuff. I thought this was a good expansion on the story. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, it was a good expansion on the story in that it was really well written. Was yeah. it necessary for the story? 
I wouldn't. I would say no. If we're just taking it as the story is Joel and Ellie mm-hmm. and moving their plot forward, this did nothing to move either their plots forward, right? I, what gonna... it did contribute was the beginning and the end when they said we're gonna go see, go to Bill's house, right? Because they've been building up to Bill and Frank for a while. Yeah. Right? Uh, and the end result of that, which is them dead. Now we have everything that's theirs, and we have their consent about it. We don't have to feel bad about it. That is. Uh, that is that was the the part that moved their plot forward but that whole like love story their relationship did not do anything to move the plot forward it was a good episode don't get me wrong really good but it really didn't do anything for the plot it didn't do anything for the plot it was yeah Yeah, it was filler yeah like if they cut that part out it would have done nothing to the overarching plot i do appreciate it though because it did give us more uh depth to like who these characters were just me personally Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind if they had kept it in, if they just shortened a lot of the pieces of it, you know? Like, I don't mind if they show us, like, uh, who was it, Bill? Yeah, like, Bill at the start of the apocalypse, and then when he found Frank. And I, w- I don't mind that part. I don't mind the part where, like, you know, they fall in love and stuff. That part, you know, I feel like that characterizes them well. I just don't mm, mind the yeah. parts where they, like, you know, they're arguing, you know, where... Like most of the fil- like in between, like the middle portion of it, really, like, like the part with Joel and Tess, I, I, I really think that should have stayed in there just so it shows their relationships between each other, and like mm-hmm. you know how they know each other. I think that did a good job, but other than that, I mean, like they could have really skip, you know, cut out a bunch of this and it would have still done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. It was like I said, uh, and I'll keep repeating it. It was filler. It was it, definitely a filler episode. Filler. Honestly, if you skip that episode in its entirety, even the parts with Joel and uh, and Ellie, you could just go straight into episode four. You can yeah. go from episode two to episode four. And not even that. Like, they have the recap. So, like, if you yeah. really just wanted to see a synopsis of it, it would just show that portion, right? I, I haven't seen the recaps. So I'm not going to lie to you. When I was... Because when, uh, when I was watching the last few episodes, I was binging them. Mm, yeah. I would just skip the preview and the intro. I'd just get straight into the episode just to save me some time. But I would imagine that, like, the previews would show you at least, like, you know, what's going on from the last episode. So they would have shown you at least, like, what happened last episode. And, again, you know, we could have done without episode three, in all honesty. It was a good episode. Just I could have done without it. It really didn't do yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not going to complain about the episode. It was good. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to – I'm not going to complain about it at all. What I'm going to say, though, is that uh, if we're just looking based purely on plot, it doesn't happen. Every other episode, I can't say the same thing about. Every other episode is integral to the last. You cannot watch the next episode without the last. Unless, (laughs) I mean, you could, but you won't have the development from Ellie and Joel. There was no development between Ellie and Joel in this episode, you know? Yeah, there really wasn't. They, I'm, I mean, they had a little bit in between, you know, when it was their time, like when they got to uh, Frank and Bill's house, the way that they talked and all that. Obviously, there was a little bit of, I want to say development, but you could tell like Joel was slowly starting to warm up to her, and you could tell at yeah. the beginning yeah, they weren't that much. But even then, even then, even if we cut all that out, it still wouldn't have affected much of their development throughout the series because their their development grows throughout and i really love that but you know which episode i really really enjoy which one it was i think it was seven was it seven ellie's backstory ellie's backstory was episode um 
I think, I think it yes, was, it was seven. Yeah. It was seven. Okay. Yeah. What I enjoyed about that episode, and it, it, it dawned on me, is that that's the DLC. <laughs> they made the DLC into an its own episode, <laughs> and they incorporated it so well, especially with how the episode played out, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. you have Joel there dying, right? Because he got stabbed, and she's, like, freaking out. And then it cuts back to her when she was, I guess, into boot camp or whatever for Fedra. And... You know, her friend Riley, you know, was gone missing. Turns out she was part of the Fireflies. And, you know, it, it gives a lot of development on Ellie's end because it, it explains a lot of things that you notice throughout the series, right? Like how she loves arcade games, how she has a book of puns, and how she liked the comic series, right? And if you paid attention on episode seven, all of that's in there. And you're like, oh, so that's how she knows all this. That's why she knows about, like, you know, the mall. Like, it even expands forward on how she even got into the mall and stuff from the QZ. Yeah. And, but, but what I really enjoyed was like the, the message that it was sending, right? Because, you know, Joel was like, go back to Tommy, you know, it'll, you know, if you keep going North, you go back to Tommy. She was not listening. And then it cuts back to, you know, her backstory where the sergeant or whatever was like, you have two choices, Ellie. You can either be, uh, you know, you, you can either be a, like, like for the streets or you can be better. And then near the end of her backstory, uh, Riley said the same thing. We got two options, which I think it conveys the fact that, like, you know, Ellie had two options, you know, either ditch Joel or save her or save him. And she mm-hmm. chose, you know, the high route, the 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 better route, I guess you can say. And I think it did a good job, especially for her own character development. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. And I got to tell you, this is one of my biggest gripes in media. And I, and we've talked about it. I think it was on the third episode of Op for season two when we talked about Forspoken. Yes. Oh, man. I'm going to bring this back up real quick. I don't care Let's what go. people say. <laughs> I don't care what people say. Forspoken is still a trash game. And its story is so bad. I think most people agree with you. Oh, well. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying this for those that still you know, that might think it's good. Uh, the story is terrible, especially for the main character. And why is that? Look at Ellie. Just look at Ellie. You want to talk about writing a good female protagonist? Look at Ellie. She is this annoying, self-centered, like, oh, she, she, I don't like her at the beginning. I didn't like her at the beginning, you know, but but that's a good thing, right? She was meant Mm -hmm. to be like that. She was supposed to be this character that you didn't really like because she was kind of douche. She was a big douche. But then as... As the turning point happens, right, on episode six, I think, when they get to to see uh, Joel's brother, Tommy, you see her development slowly, sh- like, grow. And her personality actually shifts into a better one. And they do it so well that, like, it just feels natural to me. And I really enjoyed that. Like, she's growing, and you can tell, and it doesn't feel pushed or rushed. Yeah, and you know what's something I appreciate as well? Is that mm. between each episode, there's very few epi- episodes that happen... Uh, they're all in chronological order, but there's very few episodes that happen uh, in exact right after each other, you know? Like, yes! Uh, yes! episodes 7 and 8 happen exactly right after each other, but beyond that, you there's huge time skips between. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. see from the last episode to this episode, their relationship has developed or changed. And I really, 100%. really, really appreciate that. 100%. I think that's a really good way of doing it. And they made it feel natural because they gave us this super long journey to go on so we can afford to skip mm-hmm. a lot of time. Exactly. And I'm just going to bring it back up real quick. Like, Forspoken, 
they they try to do something like that and they failed. I'm sorry. Like like even the, the the dynamics of the character and her bracelet just it didn't do a good job of trying to convey like you know they don't like each other, but then they eventually have like respect for each other. That's what Joel. That's what Joel and um and Ellie did right. You can clearly tell they weren't like you know. They, they they really didn't like each other at first. You can tell that right away, especially Joel. He was like, you're just a package. I'm taking you there. I'm going on my own way. But then halfway through, right, he, he finally has his big moment. He's like, I'm weak. I'm scared. I don't want to fail. I still have dreams of, you know, Sarah and all that. And then it goes into, mm. I, I'm going to step up. I'm going to do better. And then look what happens in episode nine. Their chemistry is so well, dude. Yep. Uh, yep. By episode nine, these two... Uh... To me, episode seven, mm-hmm. episode seven is like the highlight peak of their relationship. Episode seven and episode eight. Yeah, I 100%. really love that scene at the uh, end of episode seven, uh-huh. where they're on the horse and they're just riding and goofing about. Yeah, and he's telling her about uh, contractor work, and then and then talking about football. That was amazing. That was honestly amazing. Yeah, like, you can tell, right, like, what Ellie wanted was a person who she can trust. And Episode 7 does a good job. What I think Episode 8 does, right, is that it goes all through Ellie and what she goes through. And when it matters the most, Joel was there to comfort her after everything. And you can tell, right, like, he's finally grown into the father figure he needs to be for her. And it just, like, those were the highlights of, like, that, of their relationship. And I really enjoyed that so much about the writing. Yeah, uh, I appreciated that as well. I really, really, really appreciated that. I thought that was real, like the fact that you could clearly see that they're healing each other. You know, she they yeah. both have trauma. He has trauma, uh, and she he's getting better with her. He even acknowledged. What was that? Hello, Osiris. Uh oh, I think Osiris died. That was really sweet. Did Osiris. I die? What do you mean? Oh, Osiris, you cut off, brother. How heavy did I cut off? When did I stop? Uh, When you were talking about them healing each other, and then you cut off. Okay, I was saying I really appreciate the fact that they, even inside of the TV show, uh, he went ahead and acknowledged. Right? Yeah. She says, time heals all wounds, and he said it wasn't time that did it. It was those two. It, yeah, it was exactly. their relationship. He brought the exactly. best out in her, and she brought the best out in him, and I really, really appreciated them showing that. It's true, right? Because, like, if you noticed, and that's one of the bigger changes I've noticed as well with the with the story, is that the the whole apocalypse, right? Like, the main story of Last of Us is in 2013, but in the show, it's in 2023. And, you know, it just shows you, right? Like, he had from 2003 to 2023 to heal that wound of his daughter dying, and it didn't. Huh. It didn't, you know? And it just shows you, right? Like, it was Ellie that, you know, brought him back to being human i guess you can say because you could tell right throughout this like series he he wasn't human he wasn't and i mean i yeah. I, I don't i don't think you can still say he's human after every, that's one thing i really do like about joel he's an op he's a certified op hey, he's only about the the homies <laughs> he really is and i love that so much and i think all of that really does a good job with episode nine especially you know, excluding the ending, I think episode nine does a good job on conveying the 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 lesson of your morals and, you know, like, how far, you know, will you stick with them, right? 
Mm-hmm. Cause you know that Joel is this guy who's killed and that everything he needs to for survival, you know, and you can kind of say that same for his brother. Cause he's talked about how he did it for him as well. And then it shows you, right? Like even though he did the right thing and, and that was to like fulfill the last wish of Tess, you could tell that he was like, nah, nah, you know, like I want what I, you know, I want what's right. And that is, you know, Ellie, yeah. I want to, you know, save her. And so he proceeds to murder a bunch of Firefly people. Certified mm, yeah. up. Certified no, yeah, up. He's, uh, he, oh, how was I about to say this? The, the thought just escaped my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, man, the thoughts escape my mind. Damn it, I hate when that happens. Uh, he, he's, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'd classify him as an op. I would say he's selfish. He's very selfish. You can That's what I would say. Is. He's selfish in that if you're not one of... It's them and us. It's really the last of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my yeah. people versus your people. There is no in-between. If you're not one of my people, I genuinely don't care. It reminds me of Mikasa from Attack on Titan. I wouldn't it's call so Mikasa true. a bad person or an op, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mikasa is just about family. Like, it's just her. It's just Aaron. It's just their friends. And if one of their friends mm-hmm. crosses Aaron, then it's it's her and Aaron, you know? It's true. It's, that's it's what true. It like is. Armin. Like Armin when he tried to attack like Aaron. Armin. And Mikasa just, like, folded him real quick. Oh, my god. She goodness. shut him down. She shut him down. You know what? You're right. He's not an op. He's, he's what you call the Vin Diesel treatment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about family. family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can someone uh can, can someone put the 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 can I see uh can I see you again over uh the scene where Joel's just uh murking everyone to get to Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, listen. Uh honestly, I think in this situation I would have done the same thing as him. 100%. I think I would have done it too because something I've also noticed that I think really did a good job on going throughout the episode was because that, that's something I've noticed, and it's something I've started to notice with a lot of films, is that they have a, a meaning, like a hidden message that you kind of see throughout the overarching plot of a series. And aside from the morals, I like to say that this story revolves around second chances, you know, with, yeah. with people, right? Because, like, you have Ellie and Joel, for example. This is their second chance for getting what they want, you know? Like, mm. basically, happy life and family and all that. And you can even see it with, like, Bill, for example, right? In his episode, he was this lonely man. He didn't care about anyone. You could tell the way he is. He's just he's just a lunatic. But then when he sees yeah. Frank, right? Like you could say, like that's like his second chance of in his life, right? You know, he finally found a meaningful purpose and all that. And and you see that with a lot of characters as well, like especially with Tommy. He 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 in the first episode, you already see he's a troublemaker. He's in jail. He he he's he's constantly getting in fights. And then you see him back in episode six, was it right? Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In episode six, his second chance is he finally settled down. He's having a kid. He's finally changed. And I really love how they incorporate that with a lot of the characters in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I I I like this idea that you brought up that it's about second chances as well. Mm-hmm. And this is really Joel's second chance to be a father. Yeah. I agree with that. But I'm saying morally too, not just from a selfish standpoint. I think no, but morally, morally he was in yeah. the right yeah, yeah. to kill all the fireflies. 100%, right? Especially 
I forgot her name, but she's like, oh, you wouldn't understand. But I've known Marley? her since she was a baby. Yeah, Marley. She's like, well, shut mm. the fuck up. You think this is the best? You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. Right. Like, she, she's out of her mind. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's. I understand both perspectives, right? It's yeah. In her mind, it's the needs of the many versus the needs of the few, right? So Ellie's life being the needs of the few versus the many that she could save, and this is a could, by the way. It's not a guaranteed chance that exactly. they'd be able to come with a vaccine. Exactly. To me, though, all right. I think individuals have rights over populaces, and populaces have rights over individuals. And mm-hmm. I think that if individuals, some of the individuals' rights over the populace trump their rights over them. For example, I think my right to live, given mm-hmm. that I'm innocent, trumps everyone else's uh, right to take my life for whatever yeah. given reason. I don't exactly. think it's ever justified unless I give you my life for you to take it. If I'm innocent, that is, you know, and if I'm a criminal, then that's like a completely different story. But right. if I'm innocent, like Ellie is, I've done nothing wrong. I've done no sin or, or committed no like uh, uh, crime deserving <laughs> of death. Then it isn't your right by any definition to take my life, no matter how many lives that life may save. I have, it, you have to exactly. propose it to me, and I have to be the one to give you the okay. Yes, you can take my life for this reason, but you can't just pull that rug over my head and say, this is you. Uh, that's, that, this is what you're going to get. You don't get mm-hmm. to do that. If yeah. it means the whole world dies because I don't want to die, then the whole world dies. That's, uh, to me, that is the moral standpoint I take on that. It is. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she really wanted to, like, do this at all, right? Like... She, I don't know. I don't recall if she she wanted to do this. I don't recall anything from like episode one stating that. And based on how she is as a character from throughout the episodes, I don't think it would be her to want to do that kind of thing, right? She's only doing it because she's being transported. And it's like she has no other choice. That's what it seems to me. So I honestly, mm-hmm. like, like I get it, you know, for the greater good. But even then, it still, like, wasn't guaranteed that it was going to create a cure, right? Yeah, and this is the thing, okay? Regarding what you said earlier. She didn't have a say in the matter. That's the important thing. You see, she, they mentioned something really, really, uh, really important, I think. Marlene mm-hmm. said to Joel, you know she would want this. Right? Yeah. I think she was right. I think she was right that uh, Ellie would have wanted this to happen, right? Yeah. But had you give Ellie, given Ellie the chance, I'm not going to work off of me if I'm her protector, her guardian, right? Yeah. I'm not going to work off of the what if. Yeah, he probably... Th- hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> Osiris. Osiris. Oh, no. That he knows you're she would have wanted to die right there. You're going to have to cut back real quick. Um, okay, my you, bad. You, Which part you, did I cut off at? Um, right after the part you said, you know, her protector and all that. Okay, he as her protector, right? I wouldn't take the chance that uh, she didn't want this, right? But yeah. it's inferred, right, by his the fact that he lies to her, yeah. by her reaction to him lying to her, her knowing that he's lying, right. that uh, that she would have wanted to die in this, right? Had she if she was given the choice. But she wasn't given the choice, and that's why we, we stop it right there, full stop. But mm-hmm. she w- I do think she actually would have wanted to die if she was given the choice. Right. Right, okay. I hope they kind of expand this in season two. 
Because I don't recall much about uh, the second game. All I know is that she wasn't happy when Joel told her the truth. Which, that plays in a lot of factors. The fact that he held a secret for like five plus years. And he mm-hmm. killed people. You know? It, like, that. all of that does a whole lot to one person. But whether they expand it and find out that she wanted to do it or not. I hope they kind of do that. They show what, what her answer would have been. That would be really mm-hmm. nice just to see. Just to infer like, you know. Like, like, is this really, you know, one of the worst decisions Joel's done? Which, I mean, it is. Realistically, it is. But mm-hmm. I think he deserved it, in all honesty. The man finally found something worth living for. And he wasn't going to let anyone take that away from him again. And yeah. I think that speaks a lot in, in a character, right? Because, like, <laughs> because you could tell he's doing stuff because he's told to, right? Because he's a smuggler. But then when he's pinned against the wall, what does he do? He goes back to what he does best, and that is killing people. Yeah. And you could, and it's not like you know he's he's like merciful. No, he's not merciful. I mean, in, in episode eight, when he was trying to find out where Ellie was, right? Like he was mm. beating up people. He was tying them down and stabbing them, and then killing them afterwards. Yeah. No. He he. Uh, it... He was doing well. First of all, episode eight, I think he he did everything he had to do. Okay, oh, he was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he was more brutal even than he needed to be. You know what? With the exception of maybe killing that guy right at the end. Yeah. Maybe that one didn't need to die, but everything else he did, he was an injured man. He had to do what he had to do the way yeah. he had to do it. You know. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Ellie, right? Like it, that's just using your crafts and like your surroundings to your uh, to your advantage <sighs> at that point. Oh, dude, I'm not going to lie. You're right. Episode 8 was great, but I fucking hate it. Why? Oh, my God. It's just such a creepy episode, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From that point, yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to yeah. say it was bad. No, How no, it's, it, it's not bad. Like, all the episodes are good. They're all good. Like, I, I, it's a phenomenal show, and I love every episode. I just, oof. Ooh, I'm not going to say episode 8's on the bottom list, but I am going to say, like, episode 8 was the one episode I did feel uncomfortable. And I think it mm-hmm. did a good job at doing that. You know, in a writing standpoint, if you can write a character that you can hate, feel uncomfortable, or root for, you're doing a good job as a writer. You really are. Yeah. You I really are. You. Like like I said earlier, I didn't like Ellie at first. And then throughout the series, I started liking her. And I think that's well writing. And then especially for the for the preacher, whatever his name is. I didn't like him one bit. Yeah, they. Um, the second he said he was a teacher, I started getting bad vibes. I was like, a teacher and a preacher. There's a bad one thing that this yeah. could be. <laughs> yeah, I, I had vibes even then when he was like, "Go, go, do what I say, and let me have a moment with her." And then he's trying to like, you know, talk her out of it and trying to bring her into his cult. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. I hope it's just that he he's like this nut job of a preacher thinking that he's the messiah or something. But no. Mm-hmm. But no. When he's, you know, talking to her when she's in the cage and then he grabs her hand and all that. I was like, I, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. This, this man's about the life that I... Oh, no, no, no. This man needs to die. Yeah. No, he was, he was really a weirdo. Uh, and I can't say that enough. He and he made me, like you said, feel thoroughly creeped out. I think that was such good writing. Episode eight, although episode eight is not my favorite episode, I think it's my second favorite episode. Oh man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it's like my third. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go into that in a minute. But overall, though, the episodes were good, all of them. 
were good. Mm-hmm. Some stuff yeah. I didn't like about all the episodes, but they did a good job conveying the story. And I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, what matters the most. Ah, uh, but yeah, no. Like, like, what's your what's your favorite episode? I'm curious. I think it might be the same as mine, but I want to hear you say it. All right, I believe it is episode five. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that's that's my favorite episode. Episode five, I think, blew it out of the water. It was the most depressing episode. It was the most hype episode. Seeing the bloater was so damn. Yes. It had it checked off everything on a good episode. It had action. It had storytelling. It had you know, the it, it did everything right of a of a storytelling right. It had the rising tension. It had the climax, which is when the bloater came and like everyone was dying and all that. And then it had its downfall, right? Mm-hmm. Not its downfall, but like not like the bad term downfall, but like the downfall. I don't remember the third step is called, but I call it downfall where like everything is just slowing down. It's, it's what happens in the aftermath and like, how do you write the characters after that? Right. And I think it did a good job because even, even after the climax, it still goes to shit. You think everything's going to be fine, but it doesn't, it doesn't. And it's just so sad. I'm going to say one thing, though. There's one weird moment from that episode. And this is like a a hyper nitpick, maybe. But, like, there's one really, really weird moment from that episode. Lay it it on me. Lay it on me. When the bloater comes out. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? There's, like, this, like, two seconds of Mm slow-mo. That I was just... With the dude. With Perry. Yeah. Yeah, with the camera, right? Yeah, and I was like, is my TV okay right now? Is it live yeah. or something? But no, I went and I watched it later. That's just the way they filmed it. I was like, that's so weird. It, it felt like a, a 90s movie or something, you know? You know what the it way felt they like slowed down the frame rate? What? It felt like to me like uh, like a Hispanic soap opera when like like something <laughs> something bad happens and you get the reaction of someone and right before they go to break they just put it they slow it down and you can tell it slowed down because like the camera starts like chopping up in frames and it's like well what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, that that's I was like what the hell like you heard the bloater scream right? Yeah, and then it, it you see like it cuts to Perry and he has this like look of horror on his face and then it slows down the frame rate turns down yeah. it's not even like a slow motion it's like it's still like this motion blur from the movement still and you know still, what like, it is it's just the, what is it what is it my speculation is if that's a purpose intent I don't think it was a good idea but if it was an accidental thing what I think it might be is that they had the camera set to like maybe 30 FPS or maybe 60 FPS mm-hmm. take your pick and then, you know, they realized it was too short, so they tried to extend it by slowing it down a bit. And if you don't have it at a high frame rate, when you put it in slow-mo, it's choppy. You know, so that's yeah. why that's why if you ever see, like, those really nice slow-mo videos of, like, something, like, someone dropping something in some liquid, and you see, like, the, like, the splashes and then the circles and all that, that's because they have it at a very high frame rate. I think, like, more than 120 FPS. Because that's yeah. when, like, you're able to capture every second of it and then able to slow it down to get more, like, details in there. Which, well, yeah, because there's more was, pictures inside. There's more information, yeah. more pictures yeah, inside the Exactly. Recording. Yeah. But regardless of what happened there, I got to agree with you. I'm a little nitpicky on that, too. It was like, it just stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it was really weird. It really was. It really was. But. You know what I will say they did a good job doing in some of the episodes? What? So, um, you know how, like, 7 and 8 connected? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, like, 4 and 5 did connect as well. But what I enjoyed is how they explained more in the next episode, right? So, like, episode 4, you know, they're they're in their truck. They're getting into Kansas. It was Kansas City, right? Or was it Kentucky? It was uh, Kansas City, KC. Yeah, they were in Kansas City. And, you know, obviously they're having to fight for their lives. You know, they're trying to run and all that. And then it goes to that, you know chick who's like all crazy and it's like interrogating the doctor and all that and it's was she in the previous episodes i don't recall that she was right which one uh, kathleen yeah that crazy chick who got who got her face uh ripped apart by the child uh clicker or whatever she was in episode four she was in the entirety of episode four right right but she wasn't in anything previous right no no okay yeah 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 because i because I, I wanted to fact check myself because I got to say, episode one through five, I watched, like, when they got released. It was only until recently that I watched the last few episodes, right? So my memory is still, like, a little iffy with, like, the older episodes. But what I enjoyed about four and five the most is how four, they show you everything that happens, right? And some of it kind of didn't make sense until you watched episode five, and it all connects. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's because she's like, it's like, who's Henry? Who, why is she interrogating the doctor? Why is she killing him? You know, why? Why does all this matter? And then you find out episode five that you know the doctor was hiding Henry. Henry backstabbed them, and now she's like just out for blood and all that. And it just yeah. does such a good job. And even with like seven, right? With like episode seven or no six when they're visiting Tommy, right? Like you see Ellie watching the movie and all that. She notices that like Tommy's talking to his wife. And then like the next scene, you see Tommy and Joel talk. And mm-hmm. then that's when you realize that scene actually takes place before he entered the theater and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just like, I, I, I really enjoy that. Right. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean it takes place before he entered the theater? Well, correct me if I'm I'm wrong, right? But like, but like that scene, right? Where like Ellie looks and sees Joel and his, or not Joel, uh, Tommy and his wife talking in the distance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then it cuts to Tommy and Joel talking, right? They have that whole scene, mm-hmm. and then right after, you see where where Tommy's going. He goes into the theater, and talks, and you know, and he's in there, and looks like he's about to talk to his wife, which. I mean, it maybe maybe it was after, but it looks to me like, like that that scene you know with Tommy and Joel took place before. Me, it looks like this. This is how I saw it. Okay, Ellie's mm-hmm. in the theater, mm-hmm. right? She's watching the movie. Behind her is Tommy and his wife. Right, which is Maria. I just uh, remember the name. Maria, yeah, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a little chat with his wife, and he leaves the theater, and Ellie turns back and looks at him. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You then see a clip of uh, Joel. He's sitting down and uh, Tommy walks in. And then you see a clip of Ellie walking in the snow. Mm-hmm. I interpreted it as the following. He was talking to his wife. He had told his wife what happened, right? They had a big argument. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm going to go check up on Joel. And he leaves to go check up on his brother. He finds his brother. He has a conversation with his brother. Ellie sees him leaving the theater and sneaks up on him and overhears ah, the conversation. Okay, okay. And then he goes back to yeah. the theater where the movie is still playing, but uh, they shoot to Ellie's seat and she's not there anymore. Oh, that makes a whole lot of sense now. That That's makes a whole how lot I saw sense. it. No, no, yeah, I think you That's might be I right. I think you might be right. I think I was just misinterpreting it. I'm not even going to lie to you, Chief. That makes a I got whole no lot clue. of sense. No, I think you might be right. I, I, I'll, Yeah, no, that makes a whole lot more sense now. 
Yeah, that actually does. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I might have to rewatch it now and just just to verify that. <laughs> yeah, please do. By the way, take what I said with a grain of salt. I watched it a week ago, so I don't have the exact memory. Mm-hmm. But I that's how I remember the scene going. Then the I, I remember very clearly they I think uh, mm-hmm. correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong. They shoot back to the theater seat and Ellie's not there. And then the mm-hmm. next scene is Joel going to knock on her room. Right. That's where they have the conversation. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to rewatch it probably tonight. You know, just like so get a better view on that one. But either way, I do like how they structure all their episodes. It's really nice. Yeah. No, they did an excellent job of that. I really think that was this, like I said, I think is the ultimate video game adaptation. Uh, on par, a little better than Arcane. Ar- Arcane, I want to give it some some brownie points here because it didn't really have much to base these characters off of in terms they of went, like they went off on their own know? thing. Yeah. Well, not only did they well, they no. had lore, right? They had lore, yeah, yeah. like written in the form of like text, like cards and stuff like that. Yeah, but they never and had in real interaction, pieces, right? Yeah. Whereas this show, you could play it next to the video game, and it plays beat by beat like the video game with you know some creative decisions that improve the story but yeah. it plays generally beat by beat like the video game like there's some scenes that you could compare to the video game and it's like one to one exactly the same like that car chase at the beginning the first episode where mm-hmm. they're trying to get away is even filmed purposely like the video game as like a cool moment uh, yeah so it's like one-to-one for the game for some parts. Like, Arcane didn't have that. And the writing was still fantastic. They pulled a lot out of their butts that just came mm-hmm. together really nicely. Uh, yeah. Whereas Arcane really had this, like, beat-by-beat, story-driven game, which is Arcane didn't. So I want to give Arcane some brownie points there. But I think, actually, this is better than Arcane. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's putting up a good question, right? Like, what would be the better? Like, which one's better, right? Because, I mean, both are equally good. You know, uh-huh. yeah, that would be like, my preferred statement. They're equally yeah, good, yeah. They're both equally good. You know, they're both different genres of stories, right? Yeah. One's a more dystopian, the other one's a more apocalyptic, which I mean, you could kind of say it's dystopian too, but but really, you know, if emphasis more on apocalypse and a very more mature, mature and and, and grayer theme, right? Because like Arcane, it, you can tell, right? It's about good and evil at the end of the day. Right, but yeah. as opposed to like The Last of Us, where we follow Joel, we're rooting for him. But is he really the good guy? Can you really say he's a good guy for what he's doing? Right? Sure, he works for yeah. the Fireflies, which you could say the Fireflies are the rebels, the 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 good guys. But even then, are they all the good guys? Is anyone a good guy? And that answer is no one's a good guy. It just whose story you follow, it varies. Uh, yeah. you know, so that's what makes them both different. So we should totally do a, a discussion with that on, you know, a roundtable discussion with Bob. But we got to get the I boys mean, to yeah, watch The Last it, of Us. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, we got to get the boys to watch uh, to catch up on The Last of Us. And then we yeah. can hop on with that. Only nine episodes. You can do it. You can binge it in a day. Come on. It's less than nine hours. You got that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's such a good story. Like, like honestly... I prefer that they do weekly episodes as opposed to throwing it all at once. But if you have the chance to binge it, you're not going to regret it. That's that's my personal statement with that. But yeah, overall, though, God, when it comes to video game adaptations, I think, yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. I think Last of Us just does it better because... I don't know much about the League of Legends, like, lore and all that. But the fact is, is that, like, 
League of Legends as a game as a whole is very it's not very story driven. It, it has is, lore, no, yeah. but it's not implied in the games. It's all multiplayer. So the experience you get from League of Legends is just simply you playing as characters and just, you know, doing whatever you do in League of Legends. You know, I I I don't mm -hmm. I, I don't play that game, so I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> but Yeah. For being able to incorporate an original like I wouldn't even say original story. I don't know if they, you know, if they're just telling the lore into an actual story now, but for being able to tell a story that isn't really known to many, I think that's a good job. But when it comes to the overall aspect of a video game story, right? Right? Like uh, like a whole video game series being incorporated into the big screen, I just think um the last of us does it better because it does everything right and what people should start doing with all their video game ips going into the big screen mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you i can agree with that yeah so i loved it loved every second of that game and i don't have any regrets 10 out of 10 yeah 100 well, i i agree with you i i i think that that this series I, I like I said, this is the new gold standard. I think for mm -hmm. video game adaptations, and I think mm -hmm. it's pretty much with this series. If you want to make a story-driven uh, IP, a story-driven uh, show, or or like media, I think it's important, or that this really showcases Arcane, both Arcane and The Last of Us. That movies are probably not the way to go. I it's think not. a short series. You know, nine to twelve episodes. I think mm -hmm. that is really the way to go. And it Arcane really and Last of Us both did it in nine episodes. Exactly, and I think that's the problem with a lot of you know. I'm gonna say Hollywood. Let's all assume it's Hollywood. They, you know, obviously a lot of people in Hollywood don't care. But the problem is, is that they try to shove everything into such a short span of like two hours tops that you lose a lot of what makes a series good. Yeah. And so, like, it brings a question, right? It's like, how should you make this? The ideal choice is a TV show because you have the time that a movie doesn't. However, mm -hmm. if you're going to make it into a movie, I think you should split it, you know, into multiple parts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't don't yeah. get to the end right away. Like, like, if they had to make this into a movie, I definitely could have seen them making it at least, like, three or four movies out of this. Yeah, but you see, you know, it's the worst part. We'd get three or four movies of The Last of Us, but it would only cover part one, and that would take years. Like, uh, we're talking about <sighs> nearly did. a decade for all that stuff to come out. By yeah, the time that comes problem. out, Ellie's too old. By the, yeah. th then Joel is getting actually to the age that Joel's supposed to be. It, it wouldn't work, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, and the problem is, is that, again, it, even if we broke this up into, like, three movies what is that like two four six like, like let's just say six and a half to seven hours right let's just say six and a half to seven hours right that wouldn't cover everything that the tv show did and so i feel like it still yeah. lose its quality overall which i yeah. wouldn't want that i really would not want that so yeah no i think if you're gonna write a show that's very lore heavy or story driven it should be in a move or not a movie in a tv show yeah i agree with you because like movies do have the big budget because it's all the you know everything from a, a tv show and more put into only two hours it does have the big budget but like the last of us isn't it's not because of the action that you love the last of us it's because of the story that's what's so important exactly uh, 
yeah, that, that that's what's so important. So you want to flesh that out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, depth is bigger is better than breadth. You know, like uh, it's better to have deep connections with characters than to introduce a bunch of characters or have a bunch of cool moments. I'd rather stick with, and this is what The Last of Us does really well. I'd rather stick with two characters and get to know those two characters really, really deeply rather than, you know, be introduced to like 50 characters and I have no idea. No. I don't even know very well the main character. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with a lot of shows is that they introduce so many characters and you're like, well, I don't, I don't really like them. There's nothing appealing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless you pull a one piece and then have like a thousand chapters, right? Where you have enough development for a lot of people. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, but but even then, right? It's like, it, I think it's just better if you focus it on two characters. And then like, almost everyone has got a role in the side character part. And then like, you know, they're appealing in their own ways. But at the end of the day, you know, it's the main characters that you want to have more attention to. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You want to have main characters. That's the important thing. Yeah, you know, I think the only Academia. show that gets, yeah, I think the only show that can really get away with it is Game of Thrones because that's like beyond fantastically written. Yeah, because I, at the end of the day, Game of Thrones is like a very big tale about about a, about countries and and war and such, right? So like, you have the time to flesh out a lot of like a, a lot of the sides, so you understand everyone's motives and end goals, which is why I think that works very well. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you try to do that for like a TV show that didn't really rely on that, right? It just, it just kind of takes away the driving force. Yeah, yeah, I I can get behind that statement a hundred percent. Right, because because you have well, I forgot his name, you know that annoying, that annoying kid who became king. I forgot uh, what the house annoying he's from. kid who became king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he um. He killed his wife's, uh, or I guess his bride's um, father, you know? <sighs> his bride's father? Yeah, we're talking about Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, wait, the annoying kid who became king, he killed his bride's father. Yeah, oh, what's his oh, name? Oh, wait, you're talking about Joffrey. Yeah, Okay, the... yeah, he killed his, not his bride, he killed his uh, betrothed. Because he uh, marries someone else in the end. That's okay, right. I was that's thinking. Right, that's right. I was thinking, who killed their wife's father? Is what I was thinking. And I was that's like, right. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, no. So the main point is, is like, right? You have every side, and you can see like what they're all about, and then you, you then you can decide who you like and you don't like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I really like. So what I really like about Game of Thrones is that they do something very big. But they do it in a in a way that it's done well, right? Which is actually writing them properly. Yeah, they do a good job at that. And not just that, like you have a bunch of uh you have a large cast of characters, like really large, to the point where, you know, some people were turned off in the audience because it was too many th- like storylines to keep track of. But you flesh each character out really deeply mm-hmm. uh, by giving them, you know, arcs within the TV series. That are like overlaid with each other and moving towards the same like end goal, which is that right because it all pushes like, the final like, conflict. Ev- yeah, exactly. Like everything is pushing to the final conflict, conflict, yeah. conflict. And it just does a good job of doing it. Well, I mean, except like the last season, but you know, that, that's... the last two seasons, even arguably the last three seasons. But the, yeah. really, if I want to be, if I want to do this in like good faith, I'll say the last two seasons. Yeah, but even then, like over overall, it did something good. 
And you don't see that a lot. And I think there's a reason why, because not a lot of people can do that, right? Especially nowadays with a lot of people in their writing. Yeah, it takes real talent to do it. And D&D, the, the creative directors of the show, had that, uh, well, they didn't have the talent, clearly. What they had was a, a perfect outline of how to do it, which is from uh, George R.R. R. Martin. He gave yeah. them the perfect outline of what to do and how to do it. And they, uh, yeah, that, that's why they succeeded so much. I think it was really because of him, not anything much to do with them. Uh, although I have to say, what they're really good at is not writing. They're not good at writing. What they're really, really good at, which was proven, right? Which is no. what they're really, really good at is taking one medium to another, from books mm-hmm. to a TV series. They were very good at adapting. Yeah. Writing, not so much. Being creative themselves, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but adapting, they were they were genius. They were like unmatched in TV. Hundred percent. And you know, I think I, I think that's something. I feel like like I'm not even gonna say it's a hot topic, but I feel like it's something people should understand. Is that I feel like books and games should just be adapted to TV shows. Uh, definitely, instead of movies. Yeah. 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 No. Like. Like, imagine getting a TV show of just Lord of the Rings. I mean, we did. Well, we got, what was it, The Rings of Power, right? <laughs> Rings of Power, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but imagine if the actual movies were into TV shows, man. That would be great unless they were like Rings of Power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What's another one? Oh, Harry I forgot Potter, about that go. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, let's see what's another one. L- like, look at Star Wars, right? Like, like Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But right? Star Wars, we, don't ha- we haven't had a book be adapted into a TV show yet. That hasn't yeah. happened yet. True, true, true. But it just shows, right? Like, they did Clone Wars so good that, like, it just, it just expanded so much for the prequels and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if they did Harry Potter into a TV show, I wouldn't complain. I think that'd be really fire. I, I I don't disagree with you. I think Harry Potter as a TV show would probably be fire. I I've been I watched the first Harry Potter movie recently actually, and I thought it was garbage. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Aussie, I'm gonna be hundred with you. There's something I personally believe when it comes to like the series. People yeah. people often say you you should just read all the books. If you really like reading, fine, go read all the books. But if you want to watch the movies, I say after you should read like the first three books. The first three books do a better job than the movies because the movies are super slow, like the first three. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of fine, right? Because they're kind of more like world building in a sense. But even then, like their their main conflicts and all that, so mid on the big screen, I, I, I it's just, it's not appealing. It's only movie four, Goblet of Fire, where things just look better on a screen than reading. In my opinion. So, I don't know. Like, if you're trying to get into Harry Potter, I think you should just try that and see how you feel. You see, I would, but ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> you were right about that one, dude. Ain't nobody got time for that. That I, I've heard this movie be compared to Star Wars, to Percy Jackson, to, like, a bunch of decent stuff. Uh-huh. A lot. Okay? Star Wars being great, Percy Jackson being terrible, Hunger Games being mid, Okay. Mm-hmm. I I watched this movie and I was like, and I intend to watch all of them eventually, right? By the end of the year, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but this movie was so trash. I was like, how the hell? 
uh, how the hell are you going to do that is what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. well, how are you going to compare this series to Star Wars? Star Wars is the GOAT. The yeah. GOAT. And you compare yeah. it to this? I was like, this is hot doo-doo. Yeah, if you want my honest opinion, like, Harry Potter isn't as good as Star Wars. Like, they're, the, the lore in Harry Potter is appealing and all that. But, like, it's super lore-heavy that, like, it does... It, but it compensates because it doesn't really have action, dude. So that's the biggest mm. problem I have with Harry Potter. Especially like if you want to compare movies, look at look at the first movie of Harry Potter and like literally any other Star Wars movie. And you yeah. tell me which one you would rather watch. Oh, 100% Star Wars, man. 100%, bro. I'd rather watch Phantom Menace than, than uh, the first uh, Harry Potter movie. Yeah, no, the first Harry Potter movie especially. I was watching this and I was like dumbfounded. Oh, I was like, bro. this is for children dude it made me want to go to bed so early once yeah i was i was i i couldn't i couldn't stomach it i was like this is for children this isn't you know like there's no underlying mature themes that i could discern here it's just straight up for children i I couldn't get my i couldn't get behind it i couldn't yeah i i I don't know maybe it's just me i'm gonna give it another chance like i'm still gonna Mm. watch the rest of the movies Mm. And I said I'm going to reserve my final opinion for this series for when I finish everything. Right. But my right, current right. standing is this is uh, this is definitely doo doo. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think the maturity comes in Goblet of Fire. After like before that, I feel like it's it still feels very kiddish, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the way? It feels like a England slice of life. Yeah, yeah. That that's fair. It, it, that's maybe a good comparison. It felt like a slice of life. And I didn't like that. Yeah, no. Because the problem with that one is just that it tries to, like, incorporate something that doesn't feel slice of life. And it just doesn't feel satisfying at the end. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I have gripes with the movies, too. A lot of gripes. But, you know, that's why Harry Potter isn't my favorite series. It's a good series that I enjoy, but it's not my favorite. It's not. Mm-hmm. No, but, yeah. Overall, though, Last of Us, I think phenomenal and hbo should need to needs to pick up more shows like this i mean to be fair hbo <laughs> has had two bangers in the last year right they've yeah. done really 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 good for tv they had house of the dragon That's which really was good. phenomenal mm-hmm. and they had the last of us which is phenomenal if they drop one banger a year i think they're gucci i think they're good hopefully bro hopefully you know what we need to do we just need what? to we need to hurt ourselves and actually watch Velma. <sighs> and, if it's for and then, content. And then, and then we'll hate. You know, no, I don't want to support it. I don't want to support it for a season two. So let's not watch it. We could always pirate it. If hell yeah, let's go. No, we don't condone pirating. <laughs> no, here at the Vault Podcast, we don't condone we're, pirating. We're not gonna pirate it, but uh, Argarg. Argarg. Uh, yeah. We, but we're not pirating it. We're gonna watch it totally in a legitimate way if we ever watch it it. if we ever watch it (laughs) if we ever watch it if we've ever watched it just know without a doubt it was legal totally for legal purposes this is all a joke Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um absolutely a joke all right all right all right now here comes the final verdict of this so with everything we've talked you know, if you want to think about the gripes that you've had with the show, because I think I've had, I might have to rewatch it again just to see if I have any gripes, but I didn't really have any nitpicky stuff. Um, how would you rate this show, Last of Us? 
If you uh, had nine point five to t- nine point five to ten out of ten. Okay. Okay. This was a nine point five to ten out of ten. I had very few gripes. My only gripes were, uh, and I mentioned them. Episode three was a little bit of a filler. It was mm-hmm. really well written, but filler nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, that weird slow mo, and this is me being really picky, right? That weird slow mo for episode five, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the abrupt ending of episode nine. Those are my three gripes. Like, if I thought about this thoroughly, those are the only three things I could possibly complain about, I think. Everything else was perfect. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, honestly, me? I'm going to say a nine. I'm going to say a nine. Okay, okay. I'm going to say a nine, because I love the series overall. It had a lot of good moments, but again, I think the abrupt ending and just like episode three really threw me off, really threw me off. And I yeah. don't know, man. It's just like that's that's a whole point away for me. Yeah, I'm not saying that's that it's fair. Bad. I'm that's not saying fair. that it's bad. It's just it's just that like they could have done those two things better, and uh-huh. you know, hopefully, actually, this is the one final thing I will say about this topic. However, they do season two. I hope to God it's better than the game. Uh, yeah, season two of the game. If we're going to talk about the game real quick or episode two of the game real quick, they divided the audience there. And I didn't like they, that. They, yeah, they, they, fuck. Uh, it was the last fumbled. Jedi of video games. Yeah, they, they fumbled the bag. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was not yeah. happy with a lot of the choices they made. Like... Some of the things they've done at the beginning, I mm-hmm. feel like it was powerful, and like it was a it was a it was a risky choice. I'm just not fan of how the end game was of part two of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's it's this simple. Okay, I'm all about. Uh, and I heard this is by the way, my opinion here isn't my own. I heard this from someone else, and I just happen to agree with it completely. Okay. Uh, I love creative freedom and the idea of being able to do whatever you want as a creator, as a writer, as a director, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. However, by nature of being a sequel, you have less creative freedom than you did with the original game, right? Because you have a fan base now. You Mm -hmm. have established characters that have to act a certain way, right? To be within their character. You have a bunch of stuff you have to live up to. Uh, I think by alienating the fan base, by taking... Everything that they had in the first game and flipping it on their head, they betrayed the fan the fan base and failed as writers. That's my opinion. Okay. Okay. Now, do you mean for the show or for like the games? Uh, the, the, no, 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 no. The the show, I just spent two hours praising it. I got nothing bad to say. <laughs> you mean for the part the two, second the part two yeah. of the game? Yeah. 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 So honestly, to just end this on a better note. Whatever they write, I hope they make it consistent. And if they yeah. go the route that the game went, I have they have I hope they have they flesh it out more and give better justification for shit that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't want to spoil that, you know. You know, for people who haven't played or watched it. You know, I feel like that's that's the least we can do since since we just spoiled the entire game. Oh, or the entire show. Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i mean if you're this far in yeah we do have a spoiler alert now uh too bad <laughs> so the sad hey yeah we'll edit it we'll edit it in early on it's okay it's okay this is all recorded. cry about no, it no, yeah exactly <laughs> seethe cope 
Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so hopefully they they I hope that they try to fix it. Cause I was not a fan of, of their choices for part two. Neither was I. No, like they 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 goofed up a lot. But um, yeah, no. With that said, I guess we can move on to the other topic because that one isn't probably gonna take us too long. That one's yeah. gonna be really easy to talk about because, it, oh my god, because we're gonna you know we're gonna take all our all our negative energy and put it onto this one. If I'm gonna be honest with you. <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. give some context here, okay? Let's give some context first, okay? This is I what don't... happened. I don't remember which episodes they are, people, but we have them in the archives in one of our older episodes in season one. Yep, and it's about Black Clover, the manga. Clover. I haven't been caught up for. I was yesterday. I was at chapter two forty three, I think two forty two, maybe. And I read up to chapter 254 last night before going to bed. The newest chapter. And, uh, boy, was I not missing anything. You weren't. Uh, <laughs> it was... There was this moment that I literally cringed at. And you probably felt the same way. Have you ever watched Hunter x Hunter? No. But. Okay. I think I've seen some important scenes. So go on. Okay, there was just this clip that reminded me of, like, such a fake Hunter x Hunter clip. And I was, like, I literally, I was reading this in my bed, and I had to put my phone down and look in the mm. sky and, like, contemplate life for a second. There's this one scene. I'm going to skip a little bit into it, like, before doing my full review. But there's this yeah, one yeah. scene where, you know, Asta and the Seven are fighting <laughs> the the paladins, right? The three paladins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this beast guy looks at Asta, and it's like, and in that moment, his beast instincts kicked in. And he gets yeah. on all fours, and he just yeah. leaps towards Asta. I was like, bro, this is exactly the criticism that people have about Black Clover, just to meme, is exactly what I saw right here. This, I was looking at that, that's just a Hunter x Hunter moment, like, it, dumbed down. Yeah. Like, it was so stupid. It, was so it felt like I was watching a cheap, like, Walmart version of the ant arc for a second from hunter x hunter mm -hmm. i was like what is happening bro this I'm whole thing feels like it. the ant arc from hunter x hunter does it yeah because the whole ant arc is the following right they're chimera ants they're called okay mm -hmm. and these things what they do is they'll eat or the uh, mother ant will eat people mm -hmm. right and these people and the people she eats uh she will give birth to like larvae that have qualities of these things that she's eaten, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say there's a person with it's called men abilities inside of uh, Hunter x Hunter. She eat that. That's where this whole ant crisis came from. She ate someone that had those abilities, and she gave birth to children that had men abilities. All right. Yeah. This yeah, feels yeah. like that because you see like characters that die to ants kind of reincarnate inside of the ants through their abilities, right? Yeah. This feels like she. He's you know you have Lucius. He's taking, or Julius, rather, my bad. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's taking, like, people that we already know, established characters, and he's giving them, like, these buffs and making them evil. Uh, it's just, like, uh, it's, it's so, lazy. it feels so lazy. That's it. It feels so lazy, bro. The Itachi uh. story arc, it feels, with Yami, it feels so lazy. I don't know what else it, it to does. say. It's, I'm like, it's guys. It's 100%, bro. Oh, okay. It's your last you know chapter, please. Oh, hold up, hold up. You know what? Let's wrap it back. Let's let's dial it back for a minute. All right. So, for those of you who don't know, again, we've talked about Black Clover since 
the beginning of Vob. This was a yeah. this was a story that we both genuinely like to discuss about because at the time it it, it had good moments. It had some fire moments, and and I I gotta say the story is not the best, but it has good moments. It has moments that I really do enjoy about Black Clover, and my uh and. It went on a six-month hiatus, okay? So Osiris and I had nothing to talk about of Black Clover during Bob. So we were like, okay, well, we'll just wait till the hiatus comes back. You know, six months passed by. And then, like, the week before, we're like, okay, here it is. Here it is. Next chapter. The chapter where they return after the hiatus comes back. Let's see what it's all about. It's going to be <sighs> hype, right? I'm ready because it's the final arc. This is the final arc. We're going to get ready for, for what this man has been working six months for. Aussie, what happened? When we got that first chapter. Bro, I'm not going to lie. That was a memory that I locked away. And you just unlocked it. You blew the uh, lid off. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> we got a We got a time skip. Okay. <laughs> we got a, a time year. skip. A of a year. And inside that time skip. So nothing was answered. It was like, yeah, it's been a year. The Wizard King is gone. Right? The Wizard King is gone. Nowhere to be seen. But we've been operating just fine for a year. Uh, yeah, you know, got uh, the same stuff as usual. Actually, you know, got all the promotions despite you know not beating the final boss. And Asta, meh, who cares about Asta? We'll even give him though, a little medal here, even, even though, though he, he, he he did everything, bro. No, that's what pisses me off. Asta here, okay, learned his devil powers. He mastered them. He slashes up the two devils in that 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 are gating the 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 seven circles, right? Yep. And not only that, he claps that big ass devil that's like always teased at every intro of Black Clover. All right, Lucy Pharaoh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, no, 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 no. We're getting into that one. No, no, no. Like you know, you okay. know how like the intro of Black Clover is always like back when magic was like a thing and all that, right? Evil oh, was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. Gerber. Yeah, that humongous thing that the Wizard King was known for killing. Asta claps that thing with ease, okay? All right? He's he's already got a three-kill streak going on. And then he, like, everyone's losing to to Lucifero, okay? Everyone's getting quapped. Everyone is losing. Everyone is just getting whammed by this guy. Asta, all of a sudden, is like, nah, I got this. I got this, guys. Let me cook. And he slaps this guy, beats him. And what does he get? A rank that's below... Uh, you know, even though you know did nothing, I you know what I don't understand. You know what genuinely boggles me. Okay, it's it, Mario Leona. Mario Leona got promoted to captain, right? Mm-hmm. But she spent the entire fight fighting one of those lower demons, like the demon golems that you're talking about. The one exactly because that's not even a true demon, right? That's a human that turned into a demon. That's like a yeah. demon golem. Yeah, that, and she fought, she spent she did her ultimate power up. She turned into fire. And she fought this guy so hard, she was disappearing into the flames. She she put her everything into fighting those things, right? Asta pulls up, one, two, clap. He's confirmed he's stronger captain. than Mario Leona. And he's he's not a captain? I'd like to see you not do that. What the hell? You, this is my, this is the, really the end all, right? The end all conversation for me, for why? Put some respect on Asta's goddamn name for once. Take Asta out of the equation. What happens? Uh Everyone's dead, bro. Everyone's, Everyone's dead. dead. Take you know out of the equation. What happened? Oh my god, bro. This story wouldn't have been a thing. We live. That's the thing. We live. If we take you know out of the equation, we still live. Some people die. Definitely he helped. I'm not saying he didn't do anything. But take Asa is the 
absolute variable here. He's Dude, the only yes. thing that causes them to win. Uh, yes. You know, if you take off, you know, he's you still lose. You still lose with with just you know. If you take out Asta, it's you so absolutely big. can't win. It pisses me off how much you know they they just even the captains acknowledge how ridiculous it is. It's racism, bro. You can't it's tell me God, it, it actually is. That's bro, the that's the inverse explanation. Is that it is it's just racism because he's a poor no, boy. Yeah, they're like Asta. You know, we find out we know you and you know Asta. We oh, know yeah. you and you know we're both orphans. But like, you know, a prince, so we're gonna give him the the extra brownie point. You you're still broke, so like, uh, you did good though, kid. Good job. Here's a gold Sorry. star. It makes no sense. It was so bad. And then what happens after that? You know, what happens after that whole ranking stuff? In the chapter, they return from their hiatus. Yeah, okay, this is the best part, okay? We're not even done. I, what I've gotten through was, like, maybe the first two pages, three pages of of the new uh, Back from Hiatus. <laughs> then that, that Wizard King that they talked about being gone for, for a year just shows up with black hair. Right? He's gone Golly. through his emo boy phase now, and he's he's actually, you know, he's not the Wizard King. That was just a fake personality, right? That he's now sealed away. He was actually the older brother, the eldest brother of the three siblings who were fighting. He's a Zogradis, okay? Yep. Which means, of course, he has a devil contract, and he does have a devil contract with the devil of time, which makes sense, right? Time, space, and gravity. Yeah, those are the all three of it. things that are linked together. So it makes so much sense. It, it, it makes sense that uh, that you have that as your third. So he yeah. goes and he has soul magic. That's his thing. He has soul magic. His brother has his brothers have bone magic, flesh magic, and his sister has blood magic. So it's like the trio, whatever the quadruple, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So he comes. He has complete mastery of his devil. He's completely in line with his devil. Uh, he. And how did he do that, by the way? I still don't understand that. But anyway, he, uh, he, he like completely conquered his devil. Uh, he comes back. He takes uh, Sister uh, Lily, who's uh -huh. Asta's love interest, who he just finally confessed to and decided that if she rejects me, I'm getting over her, which she did reject him, right? Uh, very mature. I got to like that very part. Mature. And he's like, I did like that part. He's like, finally, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to move on. Noel's right behind him. Uh, after that, uh, she gets taken, turned into a, an angel demon, uh, and then she tries to kill him and ends up sending him to Japan somehow. It's wild! Like, that's the one thing I don't understand. How did he get sent to Japan? I don't know. Inside the newest chapter, they kind of alluded that she didn't want to kill him deep down inside. And right, so right, she, right. like, subconsciously... I don't man. I don't understand it. it. It was, like, first chapter after the hiatus, just very very not even c tier that's a d tier that's a d tier writing right there Ugh. yeah i was uh not happy with that i'm not gonna lie to you and oh man what what happens after fucking lucius is all like you guys have four days to prepare yourselves for my day of reckoning uh, what is this, bro? I'm tired of this. Like, Shonen Trope, you have four days to train to get stronger than you've ever been in your entire life. Even though you went on a, like, five-month training arc inside the Heart Kingdom and this and that and this and that. It's like, it, this is this is not entertaining anymore. This was, like, no. back in Naruto days, back in Dragon Ball days. We had that. Even in Dragon Ball, they acknowledged how ridiculous something like that is. They had to implement the hyperbolic time chamber to crunch, like, 
how many years of training into like uh, one week, right? To prepare exactly. for the Cell games? Exactly. This is like the Cell games, but it makes even less sense. Come on. It just feels like such lazy and bad writing out of yeah, nowhere. That's my problem. And this is the this is the last arc of the whole goddamn yep. manga for yep. an anime that was considered big three please put some effort into this right god damn ah, man you know you know one thing I, I don't think i've really ever said it on bob but i really like black clover because it takes what's generic and gives it its own flavor which makes it entertaining mm-hmm but what I don't like right now is the exact same reason I'm liking it is that they're taking the most generic thing out of a shonen trope, and, and it's just trash. It's just no, you it's, see that it's garbage. This is where I agree with you, and, and this is where a this is where it comes back exactly as it is right now. Okay, like they at the beginning, right? Them taking generic shonen tropes and kind of flipping it on its head, or like doing a play on it, that was good back in the day, right? That was mm-hmm. great back then. But we're not back then anymore. We're now. Like, it's like to start your show off, to get you walking, running on two legs, right? If you want to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to borrow from other shonen that are great, right? And here, great. I'm going to go off a little bit, okay? Yeah, let's have a captain system exactly like Bleach with different, uh, with different cores that have different specialities exactly like Bleach. And let's have a tuning exams exactly like Naruto. And, you know, and give we're, we're and give going... Asta, yeah, and give Asta the Naruto treatment as well, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got his little swing set. You know, no one likes him. He's uh, he's the orphan boy that no one likes. Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, he doesn't have magic. He he has a demon locked inside of him, just like Naruto. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wants to be the the magic king, just like Naruto and Luffy want to be the Hokage and Wizard and King. Okay, pirate yeah, king. okay. My bad, Pirate King, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. You see, this is stuff that you could start your show off with, but then branch off, go into, like, complexities. Black Clover has taken that trope, repeated it. Taken that trope, repeated it. it. And you're like, okay, now it's going to get special. No, it's the same thing again, but even uh, worse. And and you know what's the worst part? You know what's the worst part? Is that... It could go into its own thing and get and like do this complexity thing and it'd be really good. Cause like you saw that, right? With um Magna and and, and Lucifer and Lucifero or what's his name again? Dante? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that whole fight. Dante. Like, can you ever tell I I mean, you you've watched more anime than me, clearly, but can you ever tell me of a of a fight where the underdog, okay, not not a main character, but practically a side character, quops a big bad? No, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was good. I thought it they, was brave. I'll say it that. was very. It was it was a brave take, but I think it was good because. It wasn't. It wasn't bullshit. You know, they they clearly gave a reason for how he was able to, and I I know like even then like it and even then that whole thing was kind of mid, but yeah, it just shows you like it, uh, what's his name Tabada? I think that's the author's name. It, it he could totally do his own thing, and it, it'd probably do better than trying to follow these tropes. Not saying that they're not bad for his story, but it's just like the last arc was just terrible, and it's still terrible. It's beginning to remind me of something very, um, very specific, which is Bleach, okay? And something that I hated, or not that I hated, but that was evident as the series went on. And Bleach, by the way, is better than Black Clover, I think. But 
Uh, I'll have to read. I'll have to catch up reading Bleach and, and tell you my answer on that one. Well, we'll put yeah, my answer you, on hold. <laughs> you tell me that. I'm telling you by the end of Bleach. I don't know where you're at, but by the end of Bleach, I almost guarantee you're gonna. I'm but not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm yeah. still. I'm still reading Volume Two. <clears throat> volume Two. Where is that? Let me see. Let me go. It, it was right. It's literally still like the first arc. I think right. He he's finally met. Um, Ichigo finally met Rukia. Is that her name? Yeah. And she finally starts explaining more about the Soul Society and all that, but that's that's as far as it went. Okay, you see, this is actually considered the worst arc. The best arc, or we, it Bleach starts to get good during the, an arc called the Soul Society arc, which I'm telling you, once you get there, Biko, and please get there. I, I'm telling you, if you have time, you, I, you got the spring break, get there. Once you get to the Soul Society, you. you're not going to be able to put it down. All right, You're I not going to be able you. to put it down. I got you. You know what? I got but, volumes two and three. I'll book. I'll I'll read them tomorrow. And if I really like it, I'll go buy volume four after. Bet. All right. Let me see volume three. Where where does that get you? Volume three looks like we're getting to the beginning of the Soul Society arc, or like the prelude to it. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Bet, bet. But okay. Bleach <clears throat> suffered from this a little bit, but was still did it better than Black Clover did. All right. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. artist for Bleach is considered super top tier. Tight Kubo is one of the best shonen weekly manga artists I've ever seen in my life. Right. One of the best top 5. And you know what? So is the Black Clover guy. The the uh, the mangaka of Black Clover does mm. a really good job on art, I think. His art yeah. is phenomenal, right? It's amazing. But Tight Kubo who wrote Bleach, his his issue was the following. He was an artist that had to write a story and not the other way around. Ah, you know what? That makes sense. He's an artist. He started off by doing just these pictures, like random pictures of really, really cool artwork. And they're like, hey, he was like, they they offered him and he vied to become a mangaka. And he eventually did. But he he didn't, he wasn't like, what is it called? One Piece's, you know, uh, mangaka, Oda. He wasn't Mm -hmm. like uh, Naruto's uh, uh, mangaka, Kishimoto, okay? Where they had Naruto and One Piece in their head for a long time. Or that yeah. this is a story they wanted to tell, and they upped their art style to meet the standard of the story so that they could tell it, you know? This yeah. was the other way around. This is, you know, like, uh, another good example of this. Have you ever seen Isayama's artwork from Attack on Titan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially the early chapters, it's really bad. It's mm-hmm. really, really bad, right? But he had a story he wanted to tell, and so he improved his artwork over time so that he could tell that story to a wide audience. And it got really good as artwork. I like his artwork by the end. Okay? Mm-hmm. Nowhere mm-hmm. near these guys, but it's it's good. It's, it's good. A, like the progression is insane. I could send you a picture. It's insane. Yeah, this guy, yeah. Tide Kubo, was a great artist from the start, and his art only got better, but his storytelling had to catch up with his art and not the other way around. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's the same thing with Black Clover. Black Clover since chapter 1 has had really 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 good art. Like yeah. consistently really good art. But the story has been consistently bleh. Yeah, yeah, because even if, yeah, because cause I only remember the good moments of it. Like, like most of the story, I don't remember much of it, right? Like yeah. that whole, like before the elves, right? Like there was supposed to be like this whole big setup about what the hell is this tablet? You know, why do they need these gems and stuff, right? And, and I mean, yeah, you figure out it's because of the elves. But still, it's like everything pre-elf, horribly mid horribly and like elf and then like all the way up to like you know the devils i gotta say it was it was pretty you you know it it, it had good moments but even then the story wasn't that good yeah yeah it it it, it suffers a lot it suffers a lot 
Like it's 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 disappointing. Oh, that that's the best way I'd say it. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. <laughs> the yeah, I, the early stories for Black Clover were really 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 boring. Yeah, they were. Nate didn't really have anything setting up. Yeah. No, it didn't. And, and that's the other thing, bro. It's like we're not even to the part where he gets transported to Japan. What, what, and I want to ask you, we now that you've caught up, how do you feel about that whole Japan part? Oh my god, it was it was not a page turner. <clears throat> what was that? It was not a page. It was not a page turner. Yeah. I I I, I, I it was really annoying. I mean, this might just be me. I might just be nitpicking here. I found mm. it so annoying to read Ryu's dialogue. Like right. the way he spoke was so like it was country. It felt very country. It wasn't just country. Like he could have made it sound country, but like get ya your like it just mi- misspelling everything. I-, I don't know. It was really annoying to read it was. his uh, his dialogue. It uh, really was. But yeah, it, it really wasn't a page turner. The most interesting part about that whole place to me was Ichika. Yeah, and then they killed that when they what gave the- Yami's backstory with her. Yeah. yeah. That I was like, this is. I was reading this and I was like, right. first of all, she was like, he killed our entire clan, and I was like, Itachi, Itachi, Itachi. Yami, <laughs> exactly. right? Like this is like I don't know why that was put into the story, like like storytelling wise, right? Why was that there? Because as a reader, we're reading, we're reading this, and it's not like you see, Itachi's was the opposite of that, right? Itachi, yeah. we it was established he was a terrible person. He murdered everyone, okay? Mm-hmm. But then they reveal he's not. And then we feel bad because we've hated him this whole time. Yami, we've loved him from the beginning. We know Yami. This is the last arc of Black Clover. Exactly. We know Yami. We read. Th- I read that. And I said not anything. for a second. It was trash. Not for a second did, did Yami do that. It didn't yeah, move no. my heart. I said it not didn't. for a second did Yami do that. There's mm-hmm. no way. And it wasn't even like, no way. I'm putting my... Like, you know, I had the like, YouTuber reaction putting my hands in my hair. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe what I just read. Yeah, no. It was I, I knew from the fact mid. that that was Cap. She said that. And I verbally said Cap. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was like Cap. I was like Cap. They're uh, she. I, I even guessed it. I said she killed her clan. <laughs> I said it's more like I thought in my head. I said it's more likely that you murdered your clan than that Yami did it. And that yeah. ended up being the case. She murdered her clan while she was on drugs, and he took the blame and left the land. What a lame Bobby story. Come on. It was it more was, interesting when he got yeah. lost on a fishing boat. <laughs> it really was like. I think even then, I think the whole mystery of of Yami, right, like where he came from, that was way more appealing than giving us this as as the answer. Yeah, like Yami is serious but goofy to me. Like he's yes, the one character agree. that can get away with being goofy like that. And you having know what a made goofy it backstory that I was fishing and I got lost, that's yeah. Yami. Like that's fine. Dude, what would have made it better? Uh, that, if they kept it with that, or if he just said, fuck it, I'm out of here. And then he just goes on his bow and just leaves. <laughs> Yeah, that's a yummy thing to do. You know what would have been funny? It would have done better for Ichika because then it would have been like, oh, I hate him because that dude ditched us. Yeah, you see, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. That that would have been been more impactful. It would have been a little goofy. But the fact is, it does bring a a strong moral to family, right? It would have been like, you know what? This guy turned back on family. I can't forgive him. And then it would have been like, oh, shit. Okay. Maybe I can kind of see why she's angry. You know, I could probably believe that more than than this Itachi ripoff. Yeah, I I just, uh, yeah. It's Ah, thoroughly, to me, it's thoroughly 
disappointing. This it's entire beyond thing. Disappointing. You don't it's need beyond. to give everything meaning, you know? You, you don't, don't need to give everything like intricate meaning. We're, we don't need Yami's character to expand any more than already is. And they're already expanding his character in a way that I like with him talking to Char- uh, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, that right? Was... I believe that's her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only good part of the last chapter was that. Yep. Let's grab dies. let's grab some tea after this. I, I you hope, hope she, she dies? I hope she dies so then that way Yami can confess his love to her and then it's like a love that'll never happen. No, I listen. I, Black Clover, I, everything is going wrong in this show. Let me have one vice. Let me have one thing that's nice, okay? I want them to end up together. I just too. want that thing. Everything else, I don't. I don't care. I don't care if Asta ends up with Noel anymore. I don't care about any of that. Anymore. I don't care about. That. I Yami used to. and Charlotte is the only thing that matters now. Yami and Charlotte is the only thing that matters to me right now. It really I does. just need them really to be does. okay. It really does. And you know what? You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine, man. Let's, that's the biggest problem I have with Black Clover. No one dies. If this is the one time that someone does die, I'm gonna be so pissed off. I'm done. Right. It's like no. I'm not reading that next chapter. <laughs> Well, I mean, what's his name? The 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 Yami's rival, fucking the bug guy or whatever. What's his name again? The bu- oh yeah, I was thought you were gonna say the tree guy, the bug guy. I I forget his name. I, I'm gonna call him Mantis. I don't know. Mantis his name. man, yeah, Mantis man, yeah. I think he's gonna die. But oh, it's thank okay. God. But no one cares about him. It's okay. Yeah, Nox blew through that guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, when did Nox? You know, when did Nox become a villain? They're like, oh yeah, oh, we haven't seen Nox. you around for a while either. No, that's not Nox. Uh, that's his oh, brother. That's his that's dead brother. His... Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I saw the leaks, I legit thought that was uh, uh I thought I legit thought that was um Noel and, and Nox as well. I was like, oh, it shit. wasn't Noel in the end. Yeah, that, that no. was uh, that would have been goofy. Pissed. Yeah. Dude, I think that would have done better than this whole revival bullshit. It would have been better had Lucius kidnapped some of the knights and converted them. Bro, you see, this guy, this guy, whoever writes Black Clover, it would have been so much better because it's not dealing with people of your past that are dead, right? Because all these characters have moved on from that big point in their life. It would have been more impactful if it was people that they they care about a lot now like if it was you know what what's his acer is that his name noel's brother oh um uh a cell a cell if it was a cell and the other two siblings fighting against noel that would have been more impactful because she had recently in the previous chapters she had fixed their the bonds with them in the other arcs that would have been is 10 times better yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about Black the two. Black Clover, uh, Noel brother, Noel brother. I don't think it's a cell. It is Nozel. 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 Yeah, that's right. Like Nozel and all that. Like they just fixed their bond, right? Because you find out Nozel was just trying to protect her and stuff, right? They yeah. like again they another Itachi storyline. It's kind of yeah, that's still kind of bad. But even then, they rekindled, and it's like okay, they care about each other. Now, what happens if Noel became evil because she got mind controlled by Lucius? See, that would have been better than hell. Yeah, let's bring the dead mother back after the last arc when she hugged Noel and Nozel. Like, yeah, it's just it's so it's so weird. trash. It's so it, trash. Yeah, it's trash. It's so weird. They like this guy. Like I said, he takes character, not character tropes, but like shonen tropes from other animes and i could tell you exactly where this is from this is from naruto he keeps taking from naruto one piece and uh bleach like he can't yeah. stop 
This is, you know, the, the war arc in Naruto where the dead came back to life. And he's not learning from the mistakes of these guys. He's just repeating the same stuff. Why didn't yeah. people like that arc? It was for this reason. We had, like, yeah. finished, concluded uh... storylines with characters. You know, the cool part about the war arc for Naruto was seeing dead shinobi that we've never seen. Madara, the Kage, all yeah. this stuff, okay? Yeah. That was cool. Seeing Zabuza come back, come on. We've been there. We've done that. We've seen the conclusion to that story arc. We had an ending that was beautiful for that, right? And then you come back and now you're trying to rehash old feelings. No, that's not going to work. Ruins the it's like these guys. Yeah. Like, come on. We have, we've seen the, the storylines behind these guys. It's been explored extensively. Like, Noel's mother mm -hmm. was explored extensively. Nock's brother. It's, it's going to be exactly, let me tell you this. Sai versus his brother is going to be Noct versus his brother. I guarantee you. It's going to mm. be beat by beat the same as Sai versus his brother inside of the, the war arc. Yeah. It'll probably be, dude. I wouldn't I, even be surprised if he pulled out a drawing of them together. I wouldn't even be surprised. Right? I, ugh, ugh. Now, now, I'm going to throw on one more bullshit, okay? Yeah. They're going to convince them and break them out of their thing, and then they're going to become good, and then they're somehow alive. I'm going to make another prediction, prediction okay? okay? Mm -hmm. They are mm -hmm. going to convince them. They're going to talk no jutsu them, mm -hmm. and it's going to be exactly like Naruto. Okay. They're going to be re they're going to rest in peace and say, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm so sorry for doing this, and, and goodbye. I'll see you in the next life. That's exactly what I think <sighs> is going to happen. Honestly, I'd rather have that than what I just said. Because you know why? I would also rather have that because that was one of the good parts of the war. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if they don't do that and then they just keep, resurrect them and keep them as good, it, it's just going to feel like fairy tale. <sighs> yeah. I oh, don't fairy tale did that? Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Some characters, they, they, they brought them back and all that shit. And it's like, oh, okay. Cool, I guess. That's fine. I suppose. Not really, but oh well. So, uh, yeah, no. And then, honestly... I prefer the Japan part over anything that would then involve Lucius, but even then, it's still not that good. Yeah, it's it's really isn't like uh, okay. that's been so far the highlight of this whole arc. Yeah, actually, uh, I want to ask it's, you. It's still not great. Yeah, explain this to me because I got lost. Okay. What 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 is it that the that that Yami's homeland uses? Like, is it magic or is there something else? Okay, it's two things. It's two things, okay? Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. have, like, I forget what it's called, Yorujutsu or something like that? Right, right, right. Okay? And that's magic. Okay, that's right? their way of so calling this, it magic? Yeah, so, like, the stuff that you see Ichika use, where she uses, like, dark magic or dark Yorujutsu or something like that, and she covers uh -huh. herself in samurai armor, that's just because her and Yami have actually the same magic type. She has black magic. She has dark. Right, she has right. uh, Yami Maho. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in her language, it would just be like Yami Jutsu or something like that, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, she, they have the magic, and then on top of it, do you remember Yami taught Asta about ki? Oh, is it just infusing ki with it? It's not infusing ki with magic because he doesn't have any mag magic. It's projecting ki. That's what they're doing, I believe, or like finding uh, different ways of using ki. So, like uh, for her, she taught Asta how to like extend his ki past his body to like cut. Okay, so it's so it's basically like drag they're pulling a Dragon Ball Z in that aspect. Yeah, because key before, like the way Yami taught us is like oh internal. Oh my god. Oh my god. Versus key out is from their land is external. So it's like externally manifesting your key. 
is what they're teaching him. So I, basically, I, he's going to have a Kamehameha by the end. I, I need to go I need to go look at our old episodes. I'm pretty sure I stated this. They're going to pull Dragon Ball Z in this last arc. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I said they were going to pull Dragon Ball Z in this shit. No. You're pretty right. No, no, no. Oh, my God. I'm done. I, I, I mean, I've been clocked out of Black Clover since, but I mean, I still read it because I'm like, okay, I'm going to read it because I need to. Yeah. All right. You know what? It's been very predictable. How do you think it's going to end? Let's, let's... How is it going to end? Yeah. Uh, that is, it's it's going to end the same way every, you know, typical shonen that's terrible ends. It's going to be this. He's going to fight Lucius, right? Uh, he's going to start losing. He's going to be, first of all, pissed off about, uh, about Sister, Sister Lily. Lily. Mm-hmm. He's going to find out that him being pissed off isn't helping at all. So mm-hmm. he's going to calm down. He's going to have, like, probably Noel screaming at him, like, don't do it, or something like that. Yeah. And he's going to come to his senses. Then he's going to cut down uh, Lucius in a noble manner, okay? Um, everything's going to be uh, rainbows and butterflies. I think the the last scene is probably going to be Lucius dying, right? All mm. the uh, paladins are going to have, like, a light shine upon them, probably, like Rapture. And they're going to float to the sky as they regain their actual consciousness. Oh, my God. And are like, thank you, guys, for the fight. I appreciated it. I'm so sorry that wasn't me. And, like, the people that never got to speak to their loved ones, like no- Noel- Nozel's uh, mother, is going to have, like, one final moment just like Naruto and Minato had, where yeah. they're going to be like, I'm sorry I couldn't be there for your life. Look what wonderful <laughs> children you've grown to be. And she's going to float away into the sky back to heaven. Oh, my um, God. I think Sister Lily is going to tell Asta, I love you. But it's not going to be in an I love you way, like a like a romantic way, but like, like a brother. And he's uh-huh. going to accept her for that finally. I think uh, they're going to have a time skip. And Noel oh. is going to have confessed to Asta. And he's going... It's probably going to end. The last, last thing is probably going to end with him uh, accepting... Uh, Noelle's feelings and going on a date with her or something or being or her being like I liked you this whole time you idiot and he's like really I never knew and and she's walking away like crying teary eyed whatever and he puts his hand on her forehead or something and is like uh, and I don't know it's gonna end like that on open note saying that they went on a date or something that's what Uh... I think Record this, by the way. Record this. It's okay. I think I'm that's how it's going to end. Right, you know what? You I know think what? that's how it's going to end. You know, for the, you know what? Since we've kind of done it and we never really did it, but for the first time in VOB history, we're going to call this segment the, the prediction segment whenever we talk about animes that we really want to talk about. That's mm-hmm. Aussie's prediction. It's going to be, it's a, it's a very detailed and <laughs> godly generic ending to a show in which it's probably going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, if this happens, bro, I, I, I'm going to write a manga if this happens. If it happens, Aussie, please write a manga about Bob. <laughs> I'm going to write a manga and everyone online is going to be calling it, yo, this is the new gen big three, <laughs> like Boruto, bro, bro, Naruto who, Kishimoto what, Attack on Titan's got nothing on this. That's the biggest plot twist that's ever, like, I'm going to write a manga that's just as oh. generic as that. It's still better than Boruto, though. Uh, I'm happy to say that. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, we can at least agree to that. We can at least agree to that. Yeah, at least the new twist in Boruto is a little original. I'm going to say that at least. It, it's mid to me. It's not bad, but it's not good either. It's mid. It's yeah. mid because well, Boruto's mid, so that's why it's mid. It's a little original, but it's not doing any justice to the series. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, no, so, ah, man. So, yeah, Black Clover, newest chapter. Mid. Matter of fact, the arc itself is so bad. I'm not even saying it's mid. It's bad. It's it's horrendous. It's it's it it's is. disgraceful. Like where where everything where every other arc you can say is either mid or decent at best. Mm-hmm. This last this last arc is just horrendous. It's true. It, it was really really down. And you know what's the worst? Atrociously part? bad. What you, you know what's the worst part about all this? I don't feel any kind of like revelation about Lucius. You know. It's the worst part. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know what he wants. I don't know who he is. I don't know why he is the way he is. He's not compelling at all. He's evil for the sake of being evil. Exactly. No, I thought we went past this. It, it, what would have made it a little bit more better is had they not had already tried to kill him off in one of the earlier arcs, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if they didn't do this whole fucking thing in the elf arc where Lu- or Julius dies and came back as a kid, if they scrapped that whole part and then revealed on the last arc that he was actually the, you know, the third um, brother, mm-hmm. I probably would have been more appealed. I would have been like, oh, shit. You know, and, like, they hinted it, sure, but, like, nothing's happened to this man, so that's kind of crazy, but I feel nothing, and it's so bad. It didn't move me. It, 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 yeah, I, I have no idea who this guy is. You know, uh, the Lucius. I, I don't know what he wants. I don't know where he's coming from. There's two kinds of villains you could do, right? Mm-hmm. Either the really deep good ones, like I would say, I would describe Madara as like a typical shonen villain like this. Yeah, okay? yeah. Or you can he, do a Green Goblin. He, or you can do a Green Goblin, full evil. Another good example. I'm gonna give an anime example. Aizen, right? Eisen oh, is evil oh, is for he... the sake of oh well inside of what is it called bleach yeah he, he's oh, okay uh, okay okay uh, yeah, I'll remember uh, that. I'll remember that but go on about Madara though sorry I didn't mean but to yeah cut you no off. what is it called uh and it's not a spoiler that's like uh, you know since first time you see the guy but yeah uh, what is it called uh like pure evil for the sake of pure evil is it it can be done well all right but this ain't it this mm. ain't it. Pure evil for the sake of pure evil, it can be done well. It could be done Green Goblin. It could be done Palpatine. There's so many different examples of it, right? Mm-hmm. But this one ain't it. Not even close. It's like he's trying to do both, and it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He's doing both without doing what's necessary for either. I don't know if I've said it before, but you know what he's trying to be? What? He's trying to be like the, like the Walmart brand of Zamasu. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Where he ha- where he has this high ideology and how he personifies himself as a god and how he wants the best of humanity, the best of the world, but he's just evil doing it. Like I feel like that's what he's trying to do, but he's just so bad. It's not well written. It's that simple. It's not well written. The the devils were more compelling than this was. Uh, before the devils, the elves were way more compelling. Than this was the elves was the, the elf was the, the elf stuff was the best part of Black Clover so far. It was peak. It's because it was very tragic and it was written in a way where it's like, okay, well you can understand why they're doing this, even though it's all a misinterpretation. Yeah, yeah, it was believable. Yeah not, yeah, not this, not this. Oh, yeah, Wizard King's missing. Yeah, that's totally not sus. Yeah, no, it, 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 Wizard King, the most integral part of our entire uh, government, has been gone for a year. But we've been fine. It's okay. It's so dumb. 
You can't it believe it. It makes no sense. It, it makes, makes no sense. It's horrendous. Never again. Never again. Unfortunately, it will be again. It's going to be again for a few more weeks, at least until this garbage is done with. I think by August we're going to see the ending. I hope so. I want this to end. I don't want this to continue. It doesn't deserve it anymore. Not an I hope so. I hope this ends in June or in July. <laughs> the sooner the better. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. He's got to do something. I don't know what he can do to save this at this point. But I'm done. I just I just want this to be over with. Yeah. And uh, what I understand, again, he took such a big break to, to finish compiling the story. And we were so excited to see... What he had spent all his time writing so that we knew we, we could see where this is going. Nope. Yeah. No. Like obviously he was taking a break also for family stuff and, and for his own well being, which I can respect, but like six months, my guy. You had six months to probably take a break from from all your other stuff from your break to just go back to you like maybe your office or something. Just just storyboard and then have six months of writing a very solid, solid, you know final arc and you give us this 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 not even c tier it's like a d tier bro yeah it's yeah it hurts no it's 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 really low level early 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 shonen stuff yeah bro uh, i don't like saying it but i think even the last arc of my hero is better than this yeah, and that's garbage. I haven't read it in so long. I've just been seeing recaps of it. I'm. Oh, it's mid. It's mid. Deku's still mid. And that's the yep. worst part. Asta, I prefer Asta over Deku, bro. And, that, and it hurts me to see my boy being done like this. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. What can you do, right? Absolutely nothing except watch the train wreck, unfortunately. No, I got something better. Let's watch Attack on Titan. Yep, I've rewatched it so many times. Uh, it is so worth it. Every single time I get something new out of it, and I'm happy. Actually, I've only read the manga. I think I stopped watching, like, beginning of season three, so I, I probably need to, re- you know, catch up and rewatch it. Definitely do. I never regret it. Yeah, yeah, because I love the story. And I've, and I've only seen clips of season four, like a bunch of clips, and I got to tell you, it's very appealing, so I want to go watch it. I'll probably watch uh, it maybe you, this spring break. You, In fact, if you make reaction content out of it, it's popping right now on YouTube. Oh, man. You know, let's react to let's react to the newest episode, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm down. I bet, bet, bet. But, yeah. Ah, damn. Damn, we had a lovely talk about The Last of Us, and now we're just dying here. Yeah, we ended on a little bit of a sour note. I'm sorry, guys. But it's okay. You, you have to what? face this pain with us. Honestly, yeah. So, you know, if you guys got to hear the good, you guys got to hear the bad as well. No, no in-betweens. Yeah. Though, maybe, well, no. No, I wouldn't want to start the episode with Black Clover. Yeah, we would have been way too depressed walking into The Last of Us. Uh, last of Us was a good palate cleanser, and then I watched, I reread Black Clover last night, and I was like, I remember why I stopped reading this stuff weekly. <laughs> Uh, it is what it is, though. It is but you know, but you know, next time when we're doing an episode of Ob, we should totally do uh, like a discussion about our our least favorite tropes in anime and just in media. Hundred percent, I'm down. I already uh, I can I got a few on my head. I'll keep for then. 
All right, bet, bet, bet. We'll definitely do that. Ah, but you know what? I'll let you do the the final the final statement today, Aussie. I already did the beginning. All right, no issue. Uh, hey guys, well, this is the Vob Podcast. If you want this like exclusive content here, or just to hear some more of uh, my handsome voice, please head over <laughs> and like, subscribe, uh, comment too, because that helps out with the algorithm on all of our social medias, which hopefully you could find in some kind of link over there. Get our weekly views up, our monthly views up, so that I could pull a KSI, and next time someone beats me in an argument, I could just say, but what are your monthly views, though? Oh, my um, God. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, guys, get us up there. 200K, please. Uh, there you go. There you go. I give us a good Cyrus review as well. Manu. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Picoto. And don't forget to give us a good five-star review whenever you listen to us. And, you know, and if you guys really do enjoy uh, this episode, you can also find us on Twitch where most of our episodes are there. But we'll keep doing the exclusive ones on here. Just for you guys. Because we love you that much. And your money. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, on 10, (laughs) folks. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Goodbye. This has been the VOB Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.